0: Blank Jack with Griffin and David. Black Jack with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Black Jack.
1: I'd rather be a podcast than a fascist. Yeah.
2: Porco. Porco Rosso. Uh, Top five guy. You think so? I think a top five guy. Right. Okay. can i I just want to get out of the way with something i'm I'm kind of embarrassed by okay I think this is my favorite one we've watched so far i i almost uh, I was almost certain it would be yeah, and this is why I'm kind of embarrassed okay I feel like I'm falling harder for the the, the kind of basic shit.
3: What do you mean, the basic? And
2: basic is relative within a Miyazaki oeuvre, right? None of okay. it's basic.
3: No, but I don't understand what you mean.
2: And we haven't gotten a Spirited okay. Away yet. No. Which Which I, you have seen, right? But you don't remember? When I was 15 and right. didn't right. connect you with it. You were like, all. I
3: don't get what's going on. Forget it. Right.
2: Right. And I felt kind of similar on the Totoro rewatch, which I'm a little embarrassed by. Don't be embarrassed. Uh, Totoro to me would
3: be the the basic one. That's like the most famous one of all.
2: I know, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not getting into the ones that are like. Oh, I
3: see. Right, you're not getting into the super, the super Miyazakis, whatever. Right, the like and totemic Miyazaki.
2: I feel like the ones I'm getting into are the ones that are a little more Western.
3: Like your favorites are Cagliostro and this, which are like kind of set in Europe, kind of like kind of about old like Hollywood action Anti-heroes. Movies. right, right, right.
2: I mean, Porco Rosso is like so consciously like kind of an homage to like. 40s Hollywood yeah sure that's that's what I'm my my embarrassment is that the stuff where they're like this is so much like this you never would find this in American animation look at Miyazaki and how spiritual he is and how connected Mm. to nature he is and how willing he is to go into non-narrative places Mm. and I feel like those ones I'm appreciating and not connecting with or even those elements in the movie I'm like appreciate you don't love nature you're not really a nature guy. I don't. I don't think of you as someone
3: who's like, guys, let's go to the Hudson Valley and hike. You know, like guys, let's uh let's stay by a lake for a week. I'm not the- a fan of
2: nature. Right. It has been a problem in almost every romantic relationship I've ever had.
3: Sure, because classic, you know, uh let's let's upgrade the relationship like all is nature, Griffin. Let's go be in some like, nature together. Yeah. Right? You know. Desert. What, what,
1: planes <laughs> planes yeah there's there's all different what kinds like, of
3: environments i'll go on vacation as long as it's planes i want to be on some plane you're saying the, high planes drifter
2: yeah you're saying okay the wild planes not airplanes <laughs> yeah you means second. like planes yeah, like yeah, high, yeah yeah right right i mean look i don't i don't want to out myself as some like nature nature hating asshole but when you listed those things i my body physically tensed up all three of those things. When you said like forest, he desert, swatting at bugs. I studio. did. I felt. I he felt. putting
3: zinc on his nose. I felt my shoulders
2: rise a little higher which with each of those things. Yeah. Look, I can appreciate it. But sure. like anytime I'm in nature and it's beautiful, I'm like, this is beautiful. So how long before we get into it? Um, I just feel. I, I don't know. I mean, let's, like, let's call out some other things, right? Let's just, like, address all the elephants in the room, okay? I didn't realize there were so
3: many elephants in the room.
2: I'm not designed for this world. Okay. I'm saying my body is terrible. Okay. And it okay. feels like I'm someone who, in, like, a society that is still actually based around survival of the fittest... Right, right. ...would survive the shortest period of time. Yeah. And so I think nature scares me mm-hmm. because I'm not supposed to survive in natural environments. I only have been able to stay alive in this horrific, you know, artificial, Manhattan, man-made.
3: That's the thing about you. Yes. You haven't even strayed to the outer boroughs. You're like, I'm sticking with Manhattan, like I the know. most urbanized of the city's boroughs. I, I have strayed, but it's my home base. But you're, you've lived there. You live in Manhattan. Right. You've never lived outside. I've never lived right, outside right, right, of Manhattan. I mean, obviously you've gone
2: to other I just I, right, I don't right, want to make right, it right, sound like nice. I'm. I've gone to Big Nice many times. Yeah. Retired bit. And I travel. You're gonna call your cell phone. Yeah, I travel. Yeah, but I do. But I you usually go to cities. I would say. I do, when and travel. when I go outside of cities, I get a little
3: stressed. out. I didn't realize we were gonna get into this because it was—it's not
0: something I've been thinking about. But yeah, no,
3: yeah,
2: because I survive. was right. I've been thinking yeah, about it. You can talk,
0: Justin. Cheese. Yeah, please. Nature is awful.
2: <laughs> Thank <laughs> oh, you. Uh,
0: <laughs> and porcoroso is the best music. Okay. Me. God, um, this is great. I don't think it's that western. It's pretty Japanese. I think even with how European it is.
3: It, but it is a very one of Japanese his Japanese Europe.
0: It's one of his movies that's like explicitly
3: not set in Japan. Like, yeah. You know, and this also is set in opens, in like <laughs> yeah. opens like a
0: Bond
1: movie.
3: Opens like a Bond movie.
2: I'm just saying I feel like I get the ones that are half and half. You know what yeah. I'm What's saying? A, like Cagliostro yeah. is yeah. like Europe caper via, like, Eastern, like, Miyazaki storytelling.
0: Sure, but also via, like, one of the sort of most classic anime franchises, right? Right, right. I I get what you're saying, but I think, yeah, half and half is probably the right way to think about
2: it. And I'm a little worried going into Spirited Away because everyone thinks that's, like, the best fucking movie ever made. I'll say, I had...
0: I watched that movie for the first time I'm around the same time- like fifteen years okay. old I had the exact same reaction, yeah to it the first time I watched Bearded Away what was sort of like what this is a very bewildering movie. I didn't quite get it.
2: I just want to be able to like for this mini series, come yes. back to it and be like, I get it, I'm converted, mm-hmm. I love it, look at me in touch with it. I love the people being friends with a river. <laughs> Yeah. And well, I'm, you haven't watched Spirited Away yet. <laughs> no, but I'm worried not I'm going to watch it and, and have away. the same thing where I go like, this is very pretty,
3: I get it. But Spirited Away is not as nature because no. it's mostly set in the
2: bathhouse. It doesn't just have to be the nature stuff. I also feel like it's the sort it's of like bad, non-literal, spiritual. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I, get I get you. You're saying that it's not that much about nature, but it is literally about a girl falling in love with a river. Not falling in love. He needs to understand that he's a river. He to get understand. back in touch with himself, <laughs> yeah. she needs to understand
3: that she's a whole person, and he needs to understand that he's a whole river. Right. And um, this is
2: my nightmare. My if your you nightmare is me that to, you were are a river, it would be like Kafka's <laughs> The Metamorphosis. I'd be fine being a bug. Griffin, <laughs> if awoke I woke up, found himself a river, <laughs> I would be terrified. And and the worst thing is, I wouldn't know how to end it. Do You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> oh no. God, that's dark.
2: Yeah, it's dark, but that's I real. it's true. I wouldn't know how to end it.
3: Um. Cagliostro, you liked. Loved. Uh, I'm just think, been thinking watching of episodes. Lupin.
2: Been watching the show. Yeah, you
0: like Lupin. Like uh, the old Lupin? You
3: watching yeah. the whole, okay.
2: Yeah, been watching like the first series. Castle in the Sky, I feel like you were into. Very into, but okay. again, it's like, it's an action movie. Like that oh, was like, an action movie. that's but for it's me. It's really
3: Totoro was the one where
2: you were kind of like, why isn't this like hitting some deeper? And look, thing. I like Ponyo, but I rate it below Porco Rosso, Castle oh. in the Sky, and Lupin. And I know Ponyo's your best friend. I know Ponyo loves ham.
0: I haven't seen Ponyo. That's like the one movie. I, I just have never seen it.
2: Ponyo is pretty cool. Hey, I love Ponyo. Uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> pretty
3: cool movie. It's, you know, it's pretty Sosuke so, so and you know, Ponyo loves Ponyo ham. Okay. Ponyo loves ham. I you know if you met Ponyo. Sosuke's mom, but she's fucking banging. Yeah. Oh, my
4: okay, <laughs> <laughs> Here's
3: another thing. I was
2: going to raise the table for hilarious fact. Oh, okay. Uh, here's another thing. I've been, I've been wondering if it, if I should have watched these in the dubs. And I know it's like a sacrilegious mm. thing to say. Mm. I was like, I'm going to watch them all subbed because that's like. This is, I was actually going to tell you to watch this dub, but. It's fucking Michael Keaton.
3: I, that's, I figured you were just Michael Keaton is it. Porco
2: Rosso, are you fucking kidding He's me? He's
3: pretty good. It's kind of a
2: quiet performance by him. I watched the trailer and I was all in. Yeah,
3: it's great. If what? I could
2: raise the table right now, you should I would.
0: watch it. What does his laugh sound like? Because Porco laughs a lot. And and Porco, Porco laughs a lot. He does a good laugh. Okay, he does a ha ha ha. Because the like Japanese. Japanese is like. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Porco in
3: <laughs> the
2: Japanese rules yeah. to be right. clear. I mean, you loved it.
3: I loved it. I think now that you've seen like the sub, it. especially watch the dub.
2: I know. I feel like if I was a professional, I would be watching each of these two times before we recorded the episode.
3: You don't need to watch the dub before you record the episode because, like. It's not going to it's only going to confuse the matter honestly but after
2: yeah you can always re- go back to those dubs I just feel like any of the small changes Most that happen- Most of the dubs in, are good. Yeah. And you watched I mean you mostly saw these as dubs before subs right? No, I saw
3: Spirited Away no, mostly not. Really? Mostly not. Oh, no, you said Away. you watched dub first. Yes, 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 cuz that was just on TV and stuff okay. and like And theatrically you saw the dub? Right. And yeah. same with But Spirited Away I saw it in subtitled theatrically. I can't remember with how. I think I saw that one subbed as spirited well. Spirited Away. I remember seeing dubbed and thinking the dub was bad. The dub in Spirited is not amazing, right? the 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 girl, the the main two girls are just not. great. It's either. Lilo. It? Uh, Lilo, who it's plays Lilo. Da- what's her name? David Chase. David Chase. Yeah, Chase. Yeah, yeah right. Who is Lilo? And Lilo. is also uh, she's Lilo. She's white. <laughs> she's like a very white girl. I know. It's I didn't a realize that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it a good
2: performance? It's a great performance. Sure. Lee and Stitch is just so fucking good.
3: I haven't like, I haven't seen that movie in like almost 20 years, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
2: Did I say in a recent episode?
3: You said that that and... Emperor's right, New okay. I just wanted to like, make sure best, I included it. Uh, Disney's I think offered the, since I think like, the, the Ashman two, Days, basically.
2: I think they're the two best films since Walt <laughs> died. I don't think that's since the Ashman insane. Days. That's
3: insane. That's not true.
2: That's crazy. I like them more than all of the musicals. That's...
3: I don't. I don't agree with you,
2: but that's okay. I think Lilo is like a perfect thing. Yeah, Lilo. And I, think, I remember it being great. I think Lilo is also kind of the closest that Disney has come to making something that feels a little like Miyazaki. Mm. It's very American mm. in its storytelling. Treasure Planet's got some Miyazaki, but but Lilo and Stitch is like is very like small and intimate and is all about the inner life. Mm. You know. Yeah.
3: And a cute creature. And
2: the way they, like, involve, like, the um the fantastical with the, like, the whole relationship between Lilo and her sister and how much of the movie is about, like, the single mother trying really hard. Not a single mother. An older sister who is forced to become a single parent sure. and doesn't have time to, like, be her own age. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm watching all these Miyazaki films, feels like that is the subplot to every Miyazaki film. Often. There's some Often. sort of human spine to it like that. Uh, Totoro. Yeah. yeah. All right, well,
3: introduce the podcast. It's
2: a blank check with Griffin and It's a podcast about filmographies. Directors of massive success earlier on in their career and give a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion products they want. And sometimes they connect more with Griffin and sometimes they don't. Right. <laughs> I like them all. I haven't disliked a movie I've seen. Yeah. I just wanted to suddenly have like Galaxy Brain <laughs> and be like, I know Kung Fu. You know, like I get it. I get the whole thing. Yeah. But it's fine. I love Porco Rosso. He's a top five guy. We're talking about Porco Rosa today. a mini series on the films of Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. What's it called? It's called How's Moving Podcast. And who's our guest? <laughs> guest is Justin Charity. Yeah.
0: Hello. Hello the ringer. The ringer. The ringer. Damage Control. Uh, also co host of Sound Only. We recently did an anime podcast at Whoa. the ringer. Yeah, we did a, an what Evangelion did podcast. It's called Sound oh, Only. Oh, I did. Yeah, 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 we did a mini series about Neon Genesis Evangelion, me and Micah Peters. Uh... We did, like, the original TV show. We did the movie, The End of Evangelion. And now we have a bunch of people in Sean Fennessey's mentions campaigning for us to do the, like, Evangelion reboot movies. Sure. And also Cowboy Bebop.
2: Sure. Well, that We'll see.
0: Gotta yeah, do some negotiations. We'll see what
2: happens with uh, that. Yeah, I highly recommend watching original Lupin. Oh, my God. Fucking Rules is the best. He's also a top five guy porker Have
0: rules. you watched any of the new Lupin? Like the, I haven't. I've okay. only
2: watched uh, Cagliostro, and I've been watching the first series.
0: Uh... If you like Porco Rosso, I recommend the, the it's sort of it's not the most recent season okay. of Lupin, but it's the one before that, which is set in like Milan. It's, it's like very Japanese something. European. Yeah, it's yeah. good.
2: It's good. Um it's beautiful. It's cute. Now here here's the thing. If you're digging into this, I've been trying to like exposure therapy break down my walls with Japanese animation, mm-hmm. which I feel like I've been very selective in terms of what I've been able to connect with. Previously, I'm, I'm trying to like break through all my my dumb western biases right uh, you love animation though. I, that's the thing you do yeah, love, animation? love animation that was the whole challenge you just gotta start
0: one. from there loving animation we
2: talked about yeah. this and I've been doing it I've been getting into stuff but we talked about this I think in the Castle in the Sky episode the fact that I love animation so much means that I, I'm i so imprinted into American animation mm-hmm. unfortunately sure right. that it's like I, I have to sort of and it's easier for me to do now but when I was younger I was like this is not how I understand animation to work yeah okay because I was a kid who got really into like Structure and forms and patterns and things like that, and it was so off the beaten path from what I was experiencing. Um, uh, Evangelion. Uh, everyone's complained the Netflix versions are fucked with, right?
0: Yeah. How I, bad is? it? I have complaints about people's complaints. Okay. I was because
2: I was going to maybe take a swing at That's that. That's my the thing. Netflix I'm thing. thinking about watching it, but I'm so lazy. Is it not? Have they know. not fucked with it enough that watching it on Netflix is not like sacrilegious? I mean I my basic theory I structured theory, that sentence improperly. My, my
0: basic theory with all this stuff, right, is like if you're not watching something in the original Japanese, yeah. you're watching you're watching a translation of it. Sure. So watching one translation versus the it's like you're not watching the original thing. These are translations. It's English. Sure. Like they, they people take liberties. Eng- yeah, yeah, that stuff is more like licensing problems right. in anime just in general has a lot of problems. Like, even the idea of getting Evangelion and Netflix, yeah, it took a decade and some change right. because the fucking anime industry is a nightmare, and getting the rights to anything is, is very, like, a Byzantine process. And I think people sort of, that show getting on Netflix and people being like, well, they didn't license Fly Me to the Moon. It uh-huh. just felt like, kill <laughs> me now. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. They also replaced "Fly Me to the Moon" Sinatra's with another like, classic song from the original series. It's not like they replaced it with "Gangnam Style" or something. Yeah. It's fucking Although crazy. that sounds kind of fun, that fly. sounds pretty good.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, just imagine trying to explain uh, Neon Genesis, Neon Genesis Evangelion to Frank Sinatra.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. What are well, these oh, kids doing? Yeah, <laughs> they're
3: getting in. What's a robot? No, no, no. Start there.
2: Well, there is that amazing. I only found out about this because of uh, you. Must remember this. Karina Neon, Longworth. that's a noble gas. Do you know about? <laughs> I know the, my periodic table. Do you know about the Frank Sinatra space album? <laughs> yes, I do. It's one of
3: the early. Um, what's the episode? You must of, remember uh, this. Love, yeah, 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 that was yeah, which correct.
2: was written by narrated by Karina Longworth. Yes, that's right. But we I was saying, her. I said this is the only reason I know about that. But he did this triple album, which is where his cover of New York, New York comes from. Right. But it's also like him going like, Pluto,
1: what a place. It's so, you f- know, like, three
2: you know. discs. Okay, it's a triple album. It's called Past, Future, Present. First disc, Frank doing his classics. Right, the standards. Okay. Second disc, Frank covering like present day, like recent songs. So he does New York, New York. Uh, that's him, I think, doing something. Yeah. For the first time, That's,
3: it's yeah, right. The present, right.
2: right. Yeah, a right. lot of the he sort does of, like a Billy
3: Joel song. He does a Neil Diamond song. Right. The, the post seventies Chris song. Sinatra
2: covers right. that are famous all come from that second disc. Right. And then the third disc, no one talks about, which is future. The future. And it's Frank singing like, "And what of Pluto, <laughs> yes. the smallest planet?" Yeah. It's incredible. It's got this like bizarre, like Ziggy Stardust production. Great album. 1980, I think. Yeah. Came out. It's incredible. It's old Sinatra. So maybe he was like, I'm digging your vibe, baby. More <laughs> robot suits. <laughs> I,
3: I went to Japan once. There, I'm not allowed to re enter. Oh, yeah. Diplomatic agreement. <laughs> Had to be struck by Jimmy Carter.
0: Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> I called in a favor because yeah. I am deeply connected to the
2: American mob. These crazy little green men, I love them. I did oh, a supercut of
0: all the impersonations that I've ever had I was, on this
3: podcast. We should. Yeah. I was driving down 66 with Jimmy Hoffa, and we ran into these real alien cats. He shot him in the face, and we buried him in Nebraska. I just, I just 66 go to Nebraska.
2: <laughs> I remember Angie Dickinson and I took a wild <laughs> weekend trip to Area 51. <laughs> Would Frank Sinatra have voiced Porco? <laughs> oh, he, he would have... I mean... If you... Keaton, like, from here <laughs> to eternity
3: or whatever? You know, yeah. like, that era of Frank Sinatra? What? You know, you could pick him up. Kersh- put him in a biplane.
2: <laughs> curse shit, curse shit. But when I was looking for... When I realized that Keaton was the voice of Porco Rosso and I wanted to find a trailer for the dub so uh-huh. I could hear the voice, yeah. I found a YouTube clip of when they were playing all the Ghibli films. I think it was right before Disney properly released all of them, Sure. but they were playing them all on Turner Classic movies, and Lasseter and Ben Mankiewicz would do the introductions together, and Ben Mankiewicz made a really interesting point where he was like, this is, of all the Miyazaki films we've been covering, this is the one that probably fits most at home on TCM, absolutely, mm-hmm. because it's the it's, one movie uh-huh. that feels like it could have been
3: made. It's 50% like that. Right. And then it's 50% kind of wilder Miyazaki shit.
2: And was right. a pig. But he said he was like, you could imagine the three leads in this film being right. played by like Gary Cooper and Carol Lombard. And I forget who the third person he said was. But I think the answer is Sinatra would have played Porco Rosso. He
3: could play Porco.
2: Right? Older Sinatra
3: could play Porco. Like, you know, 50's Sinatra. Come back to Sinatra. Oh, you're right. You That's Babyface You know,
2: baby Sinatra could play the, 50's the other Sinatra guy. would have uh, been yeah, too yeah. young to play old Porco. But old Sinatra is the perfect guy to play
3: no, Porco. No, 50's Sinatra can do it. Fifties Sinatra could do it. He
2: he was pretty old in the 50s. man with a golden arm Sinatra. Yeah, because yeah. in
3: 50's, in the fifties he's in his mid to late
2: forties. I always forget he was such an old
3: man. He was born in nineteen fifteen.
2: Yeah, he's old. Yeah, old. But kept young by those crazy Martians. <laughs>
3: I said, kids, I love you. These can stay kids. on this planet, and <laughs> I'll <laughs> sing you a song. And and gotta and play by my rules. Some of your green Mars yeah. pills. Yeah, end the episode, what do you think? these kids are literally. you <laughs> Sinatra, Ben. I don't. oh blue eyes. You don't like him.
1: Wow,
2: But you I hate hippies. Find... What's that? But you hate hippies. Yeah, he's the most anti-hippie.
1: I don't hate hippies. If you remember, oh right, it's ARP. Alex. It's Alex Ross Perry who hates hippies. Yes. You actually were
3: fine with hippies.
1: I like 60s music. I think it has yeah. had a huge influence. I don't like Not hippie me. culture.
3: <laughs> I dislike it. If that Charlie Manson <laughs> rolled up on me, I would have shot him square in the face.
1: I think I got two things against Sinatra. A, because I'm from New Jersey, he's been shoved down my yep. throat my uh-huh. entire life. Uh-huh. Oh,
0: sure. Uh, Hoboken. It's like Sinatra and Joe Button, man.
1: That's right. Like, wasn't Sinatra like this? from New
3: Jersey and that he was born there and he was like when he was like 12, he was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, this place is a dump. Yeah. I mean, I
1: think there's like a famous mugshot of him being arrested in Hoboken. Yeah,
2: yes. Uh, I tried to kill the governor. That's like the poster <laughs> that people have on their fucking college yeah. room. Oh, yeah, yes, of course. Where yeah. he kind of looks like like Don John Dillinger. Yeah. Like, yeah, right, right.
1: And like Okay, because we're making fun of him. You're doing his like singing kind of like shtick, uh-huh. right? It's not singing. He's just no, he's, saying. Stuff. No, he's an incredible He singer. can sing. That's insane.
2: He can sing. He's but a, a lot of the when he stuff goes goes for it, heard, He
1: goes for it. He's a fantastic L- of singer. course. You got to listen to um, his lips and not.
2: He's got yeah. golden pipes. But yes, later in his career, the thing you could mock was him just sort of like, I walked to through. a place right. and I saw a tree. Sounds fucking evocative. And, he and I. Saw a bird. Wait a second.
1: Wait a second. I sat down. Wait a, on a second. the his is going on? <laughs> ben. Ben. <Rails.
2: laughs>
0: you had some good songwriting. Into <laughs> ben. We saw the second bird.
2: I never knew you had such a beautiful voice. Oh, yeah. I can sing. You can sing like an angel.
1: Come fly with me. Okay. Enough of me.
2: Where, where do you stand on Bruce? As the other sort Will of. Bruce? <laughs> Rules. You love Bruce. Okay. I
1: love Bruce. Bruce is my man. Bruce is like blue collar yeah. hero. Right, but like we were talking, we were about talking this, about this about Bruce... how
3: good the the, the Broadway slash Netflix special right. is. Where he's like, well, like I, "I never worked in a factory." Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> that is a crock of shit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. I'm a fucking professional musician. Yeah, what are you talking about? I'm a fancy Nancy. I over had a here. hit album
2: when I was 20. <laughs> never worked in a factory. My darkness family was on the edge in of town. town. Are you yeah. kidding me? I live in a mansion. He's
3: right. <laughs> right. like, that was
2: not my life at all. I just found it evocative.
3: The <laughs> only darkness is in the rooms I don't enter in my <laughs> mansion because it's so large. Okay. Big rooms.
1: Yeah. Well, I resisted Bruce a lot, too, because it was so shoved down my throat. Sure. My dad's music. But then yeah. later in life, I discovered it. And it's just like Nebraska. Yeah. Born right in the USA. There's yeah. so many. Even his late 80s albums are so fantastic. He's just a great songwriter. So I've come on board to the Bruce train. Where are
2: you from, Justin?
0: Richmond. He's from Virginia. Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. Virginia. From the outskirts of Richmond, Virginia. So who's like Richmond's famous
3: Yeah, who's
2: like, yeah.
0: Uh, D'Angelo. Really? (laughs) That's, I mean, that's, I always associate Richmond with D'Angelo.
1: What about that hip-hop scene? Yeah, D'Angelo. I mean, that's, that's uh, singing. It's more like an R&B guy. Atmosphere?
0: Oh, wow, you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a deep you spent time in Richmond? I'm trying to find, like... No, you, you, I used
1: to... know the
2: like list where it's, like, yeah.
3: famous people from... Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: There's not someone, like, who's, like, shoved down the throat in the same way that Ben's talking about, though. No. There's not, like, a clear-cut, like, this is our pride and joy, sort of. No. This it, is the one who got out and made good. I mean, well, the, the problem with D'Angelo is that hey, D'Angelo Jason, didn't really make it out. He sort of got yeah. stuck
0: in Richmond for a while and was going through some rough times.
2: His Wait, his down period was in Richmond? Yeah, wow. yeah,
0: yeah. If you would read about him on local news, it was, it was a rough wow. few um, years with him.
3: Uh, apparently, what's his name? The guy with the hat, Jason Mraz, is that how you say his Jason it? Mraz! Yeah, he's, he's from, from Richmond. I never knew that. Yeah. I never knew that. Until or at least... Uh, Amy Mann apparently. Wait, was it, it Dave Sam Matthews? Matthews? No, is it? I thought David hey,
1: Matthews is Charlottesville. Yeah, thought. but I
3: think he's associated he with
1: Charlottesville. Oh, oh, like, okay. oh, Charlottesville.
0: Yeah. Let me see. Oh, Chris Brown. Yeah, CB is from yeah, CB Ooh. is from Richmond. Ooh. Oh, Trey Songs. Okay. Trey oh, yeah. Songz also okay.
3: from. I'm trying to see. Uh, that's
1: about it. Oh, Trey Song's from, oh, right. from Petersburg.
3: Oh, and 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 Guar. Oh, they're from Richmond.
1: Guar rules. Do you know that Guar, every 10 years, they cycle through new characters? Right. It- and they're due for a new set of characters. I might be behind on this, they might have already debuted them. Me, I love Guar. Those kids from Richmond. <laughs> Those yeah. crazy kids from Richmond. I love them with their helmets and the <laughs> oversized weapons.
3: And their I blood. went to a Guar show, run took I got sucked in the jaw. It was part of the experience. <laughs> Nothing I
2: love more than a couple Hepcats from art school coming up with a conceptual theater project that somehow charts as a legitimate band, baby. Hepcats from art school is
0: definitely what Richmond is now. Yeah.
2: It was not like that when I was growing you up. ask me it's... who the best kids making music today are. It's Devo and Guar for me, Frank. Frank Sinatra. God, D.Va would hate Frank Sinatra. But Frank Sinatra would love D.Va. I get it, kids. You don't like disco
3: either, right? Right. These kids, they can't <laughs> stop whipping it. How is this the bit
0: we arrived on for Porco Rose Because Frank Sinatra is
2: the lead <laughs> yes. voice
0: performance yeah. in the English dub of yes, Porco Rosso.
2: Yeah, that's it. He should have been. It should be live action Porco Rosso. Rip. <laughs> Rip. Rip. Um. I'm just not
3: surprised that you love this movie. Yeah. I am surprised you did not flip your audio channel over to English just to at least check out Old Kitty.
2: I was really tempted. I did it for a second or two, but I was like, "I'm gonna watch this a second time. I love yeah. this movie. Let me like fully engage with it." And it, as the the master himself intended, yeah. But God, it's so fucking tempting to hear that. Like, you know why I didn't flip over more? Because I was afraid I'd get stuck on it. Like all the <laughs> other ones we've been watching, I flip over a little bit just to get a lay of the land. And I was like, if I start hearing Keith for more than two seconds, I'm going to be sucked in. Right,
0: right. Right. I was telling David before we started recording that I went back and rewatched this movie last night without the subtitles, but also without the English dub. He so just, I just watched, it watched. In Japanese. Yeah. Because it's just like sometimes I like doing that with animated stuff yeah. where it's sort of like. You get the energy, I was trying to gauge you know the, the plot, expressiveness. Right. instead yeah, right, right. sort of just just sort of how does this movie work just visually? Yeah. Sort of. With the energy of the voice performances, yeah. even if I don't understand the original voice performances. Yeah. And I don't know, for such a, a weird premise of a movie, like, it's pretty easy to follow. Yeah. It's- Porco a- Rosso is very easy to yeah, follow. Yeah, it's, it's not that it, complicated. It's not, plot light. There's yeah. not a lot of plot. It's also yeah. crazy,
3: though,
2: that like, he's wearing goggles the entire movie. Pretty much. He takes them off one time. And he's it's got a big weird. bushy mustache that covers a lot of his mouth. True. like yes. Porco Rosso is is facially kind of stoic.
0: Importantly, though, and you only see this a few times, he has like a weird buzz in the back of his
2: head. A buzz? Yeah, it's yes, a he buzz. Does. He's got it's a like little buzzed part.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: he's wow. got the like a little landing strip. Yeah,
3: exactly, like a landing strip. I don't know why.
2: This guy's so cool. He's pretty cool. <laughs> so. I was in from this second is where I mark. thought you would like, like it. I started the movie and I was like, oh, fuck, this is my favorite one. Yeah. You know, the moment that he's asleep on the beach in his chair with the Hollywood magazine over his face, has a I was secret like, grotto. Yeah. this guy's a fucking pig? <laughs> <laughs> you know I love pigs too. I don't think I knew that. I mean, I, I didn't think you hated pigs. Well, you was, got a pig thing? I have a big pig thing. I uh, didn't eat any uh, pig products until the last five years of my life oh, because my I felt such solidarity with pigs. That okay. I was like, I'm not eating any any cake-derived Like meat. bacon? I started eating bacon five years ago. What was wow. what did it? Uh what got you into
3: bacon?
1: It's so good. It's so good. It's so bacon. embarrassing. Oh, my God.
2: I don't know. I, what could it be? Yeah, I we, don't know. Mm. There's an item at Costco called the chicken bake. The chicken bake? They sell at, okay. like, the food stand at Costco. Yeah. Which, you know, of course, is one of my favorite it's one restaurants. one of your favorite places to eat, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It looks
3: like... It looks not dissimilar from your very popular Dunkin' Donuts uh bagel twist option.
2: It's like a bagel twist, but stuffed with It's kind of like a chicken roll from a pizza place. Cheese. Right, right. Uh Caesar dressing. Sure. Uh chicken and bacon.
0: What was it like the first time you ordered this? Because I it's somebody who didn't eat bacon until recently. What was so seductive I about think, this item?
2: Oh God, because there were two options. There's a chicken bake and I forget what the other one is. But I, I think I ordered the chicken bake without realizing there was bacon in it. That was the thing. And then I was like, oh, there's bacon in this. And then for the first time, I was like, what if I don't recoil? Uh huh. You know? Yeah. What if, I, what if I keep eating this? And I liked it enough that then I started going like, let me try getting bacon on the dish. And now I get bacon on everything. Uh, my friend Jake used to say uh, uh, when I was like, I'm embarrassed. I like this chicken bake thing. And I was like, he was like, of course you like it. You only like eating food dicks. Which then um, I realized, yeah, many do. of the foods I uh, like are just big phallic hunks of food. <laughs> like I like just like some stick of something with shit crammed inside you of it. You do. You yeah. like a stick? I like That's a true. stick. You like food? Right. I like. I like. I think I like the just being able to like hold a stick. Yeah. It's very.
3: You just like food? Is it's, you just laughing at food dicks, Ben? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ben's like yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, But I love pigs. When -hmm. I was a child, didn't have a pet. Most of the kids at school had pets. And I felt left out. I had an imaginary pet pig named Moiki, and I would tell people I had a pet. Yeah. I have a cat named Pig.
1: I know. know. That's true. That's confusing. Named after Miss Piggy. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Well, it was like a, a culmination of that, and when I brought her home the first time, she made a mess of my apartment.
3: Oh, she's a pig.
1: No, she turned into a pigsty. Uh, yeah, she, uh, she did all the business on herself, so then I had to oh, try wow. and put her in the shower, mm. and that wasn't good, and then she just ran around and teared everything up.
2: This uh, sounds like pig a star, funny. Pig.
1: Yeah, this does sound funny. I
2: wish I could watch that. <laughs> yeah, why don't you film that? Yeah.
3: Okay. Hey, cat ownership is tough.
2: <laughs> ben, you should pitch this to Queeby. Get Sinatra oh, on board as a producer. Okay. I love what Katzenberg's doing over there. Yeah. <laughs> the kid's like six-minute things. When Ben pitched me his crazy project, I said, "Cats and Katzenberg—it sounds like a match made in Pluto." I'm dead. Pluto, the smallest of the planets. <laughs> Do you think if he
3: was back today and he heard that like Neil deGrasse Tyson made Pluto not a planet, he'd be like, "I'm gonna punch
2: that guy." I <laughs> hope he would make Neil I deGrasse Tyson the diss tracks.
3: <laughs> You're a diss do you think Sinatra Nail, would have been like you are a fucking chump to go like full McCartney and like you know guest on like a Kanye track or you know what I mean like you know collaborate?
0: Don't yeah. you imagine he'd be like the subject of lots of clickbait, right? Like he would just give outrageous. Oh yeah, he'd be like he'd time. have a, he'd be like Shatner on Twitter. Yeah, yes, like, yes,
3: that's exactly it. Yeah. That's Look, exactly Trump tells it like it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> he's a New
2: Yorker. Yes. Like say me. what you want <laughs> about the guy, but he's got brass balls. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How old was he when he died? Let's find out. He died in like 86? the 90s. Uh, 82 in
0: 1998.
3: Yep.
2: I remember, that's the sketch I remember most from when Giuliani hosted SNL. Do you remember that he hosted the night that he won the election? Yes. And uh, he, um, uh, there's a sketch that's Giuliani as an old Italian mother, I think with Sherry O'Terry. Wait, Giuliani
3: cross-dressing? That sounds crazy. That's not In New Jersey.
2: And the premise is that like Sinatra's kind of been on his deathbed, okay, and they're like all terrified. Like everyone knew, like Sinatra, right, Sinatra we Sinatra might lose die, him any day. Sure. I just remember that it's a weird, a weird culture. So Sinatra's artifact. not in it. It's just about that. It's Giuliani as the matriarch uh-huh.
3: with and his two, two adult
2: daughters. Like, you know, yes, may Sinatra not got die. Got the framed picture. It's right. so Frank will never die. I'm Crossing myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I prefer Giuliani's early funny work. Yeah, you yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. right. Um,
3: you know, making the Staten Island ferry free.
2: Yeah, that. very funny. Good, <laughs> good, bit. good stuff. Yeah, Great, good bit. bit. Yeah. Um, so, Porkerosa. <laughs> so this is you'd <laughs> rather
3: be a pig than Giuliani voter.
2: <laughs> when did you come to this movie, Justin? It sounds like you were later in terms of getting to most of the Miyazakis.
0: No, I saw it's funny. Like, no, we, we, you were saying earlier, like, I actually didn't like m- m- a few of the Miyazaki movies that okay. I saw when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and I, I watched Totoro for the first time like several years ago and mm-hmm. loved Totoro. Mm. And so I just assumed that my takes from childhood were bad, right? Um, and yeah, I would say like maybe six or seven years ago, like, I watched Totoro, I watched Nausicaa. Um, I read the Nausicaa manga, which mm-hmm. is, like, much larger and, like, a lot more sprawling than mm-hmm. the movie. Um, and I got to Porco Rosso maybe, like, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to fucking kick myself. I yeah. had the same—I I just had this sense of—I don't know. There's there's sort of this myth of Hayao Miyazaki of, like, what he's like. hmm um, that not that many animators get. And so no. you, know, you look at Miyazaki and he's just like smoking cigarettes and being extremely like dark and sarcastic in interviews. Right. And you watch Porco Rosso. Yeah and Porco is not like that. He doesn't have that weird, glib, yeah, sort of nihilistic mm. edge that Miyazaki has. But everything else about Porco, like the fact that he's just a guy who's like working on his fucking airplane and he's mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes. It's like, oh, this is, this, this is who song. this is. The guy right. who makes these movies. Yeah. This is my insight into who he is. He's a pig.
2: Yeah, pilot. I feel like, yes, I do feel like I get a, a greater sense of him watching this movie. Him as a as an actual person. Sure. Not what his worldview is. No, yeah. The,
3: you yes. Know? Him as a person is in this, is the most in this and Windrider. Yeah. Which are the most plane movies. Right, Which totally, is his totally. true obsession. Right. right,
2: and that thing of just like, I can't relate to you if you're not well-versed in planes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's funny because like Porco I really Rosso, just want to talk about planes. Yeah. And this <laughs> is around
0: the time, like, you know, Porco Rosso is adapted from, it, it's like they're Miyazaki manga that are actually larger and feel more manga-y, but mm-hmm. Porco Rosso is like adapted from a 15-page manga that's right. just, I think Miyazaki has talked about it and been like, yeah, just fucking in the 90s, I really loved drawing planes. There are three different art books and manga where he's just drawing planes, and he's getting insanely detailed about like Like the Nausicaa manga is a big, hefty, multi-volume, right, 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 right. Right. Whereas Uh, the Porcaroso stuff is just
2: here's some planes. Okay, this this is the thing I want to read. Okay, so right, he writes a manga called The Age of the Flying Boat, but the film was originally planned as a short in-flight film for Japan Airlines based on the manga grew into a feature-length film. Yeah. That's which is wild. insane. If
0: you look at the manga, it's like you can read it in five minutes. <laughs> it's yeah. 15 pages you read in five minutes and that's the movie Porco Rosso. Yeah,
2: but it's also like if they were like, Delta Airlines hired Martin Scorsese to make their <laughs> in-flight film and he got so caught up with it, it turned out to be The Aviator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that is the craziest <laughs> origin of a film I have ever heard. He often heard.
3: wants to do a short film and then it's like, oh, this is a feature.
2: Yeah. It happens to him. I just yeah. love that they're like Miyazaki. Right. It's really simple. In-flight movie. Right. Why don't you take the character from just that manga? Talk
3: about planes for a second. It's literally it's
2: just buckle the right. seatbelts, the <laughs> oxygen bags, exit rows, and he's like, cool, cool, cool. It has expanded into a ninety-minute narrative <laughs> about war, fascism, and fascism. yes,
3: and uh, the toll it takes on men and turns them into pigs
2: when they try to enter heaven and are rejected. As so if they were like, a short walk. Is the book is about planes, right? Yeah. And he was like, "I I cannot." What if Porco Rosso still had a scene where Porcaroso gave out safety instructions? Yeah, where Porcaroso is like,
3: <laughs> p- "Apply your oxygen mask first yes. before before uh, helping others." Yes, um, that always freaked me out when I was a kid. Hate it. Yeah, don't like it. No,
2: don't like flying. Actually, I know you don't. I love it. You love it. Yeah, I just crazy. Don't like cars. Have you ever been love in a cars. small
1: like single engine plane? I- Feel like I have, I have. I got to fly <sighs> one. Someone let me fly a plane. Mm. Who? Yeah. What? What should we? Let's Let's just uh, my, call the FAA <laughs> right yeah. now. My friends <laughs> pers- yeah. took away this person's license. Please my, tell me the statute of limitations isn't up <laughs> on this yeah. horrible crime. Is my friend's uh, irresponsible stepdad?
3: Uh huh. Okay.
1: This yeah. is when you were a kid. He was yeah. like, "Take the stick, kid. Yeah. Up is go, and down is stop." And I, I got, fly he, me to the moon, and baby. I, and he let me kind of just do that kind of move. I'm like gesturing where like I kind of turn the plane on its side.
2: You did like a half barrel roll. Yeah. Fuck
1: Ben. I wanted to go to space camp <laughs> so ben. bad as a kid. You did. You and I, a space my man? mom was like,
0: "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, what are you, we're buying food, not space camp." Meanwhile, you're doing barrel rolls like a fucking Star Fox. It was great. I hate Star Fox. <laughs> Miyazaki should make a Star Fox movie. This movie is almost a Star Fox movie. Yep. And and it, yeah, and it has a pig yeah. man yeah. Flying. Especially like the last twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah, right? very, very. You know, oh. slippy, get back here.
1: Slippy, get back here. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> yes. I, I should mention though. Having to eject. Hey, Fox, like, I'm on the your plane side. crashing. That was that was unfortunate. Oh, so, for oh, you? God. Yeah.
2: Oh boy. Uh, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast before. Okay. I went to space camp. Wow. No, you fucking went to. <sighs> I went Which to space one? camp. I went Florida? to. What'd you do? I went to
0: Florida. Oh. I okay. I had this brochure. You went to the place where I had the
2: brochure for. Yeah. I hate this. No, but out. but here's the story. It's a somewhat traumatic experience for me. One of the centerpiece attractions is the the well. There's the gyroscope, which everyone watches from the side and goes like, "That's what I think of." I'm going to be able to handle that. Uh, Oh, I would.
3: Whereas I'm like, "Oh uh, no, I won't be attending." Thank you. (laughs) Keep the deposit.
2: Everyone lasts three seconds. (laughs) Everyone lasts three seconds. Right. right? Then the final thing is uh, when you get to do the simulation of the cockpit, and they give you a binder that has a script, and everyone has a role. And my role was exercise expert, which was such a fucking bummer. Kind of a disastrous role for you. It was <laughs> like you're on the exercise bike and you have to keep a log of how it. you're fucking. Wait, how long it. does this simulation take? Like an hour. Okay, okay. You're like in like a capsule. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're the pilot. You're the engineer. You're the exercise expert. And one person gets to do like the spacewalk. Uh-huh. Like right, one person right. gets to go out in the arm and like and that role is so much cooler than everything else. But you're not floating, right? You're on like a robot. They're they're That's like cool. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. I mean it's not like a robot arm. It's like it's pretty uh, It's like gimbals analog, right. Right. Yeah, but right, someone's right. like maneuvering you around cool. while you're on a rig or whatever. Yeah. From my memory, uh exercise uh you know, scientist is the worst fucking position. I hate it. But I was already at this point like completely traumatized because the other big thing is, here's our zero-gravity, like, sort of simulation. Okay. And the way they do it is, it's essentially like a wa- a rock-climbing wall, okay. okay, with, like, pulleys. Uh, except the wall is just kind of like a grid. It looks like the set for, like, Rent or something, right? It's like a metal, like, grid of bars and shit. And on the, o- the pulley, the other side of the pulley is on the other side of the grid. And on that side is uh your weight in iron weights. Yeah, in
3: pounds. Right. Like yeah.
2: so they weigh you before you get on it. And then you get on this thing. And because there's an equal weight, when you jump up, it like feels like you're sort of zero gravity. And you can clamp the wall and whatever. And that's their like simulation of like this is what it feels like to, you know, be able to whatever. Um I was a uh a, a like a dangerously underweight kid. Right, so they just took
3: like, you know, somewhat sack lunch and put it on the other side.
2: Well, it was a thing where my dad was like, if you get to 100 pounds, I'll buy you a Tamagotchi. Sure. And Did I you wanted ever get that Tamagotchi? I finally got it. That sure. was a
1: very old statement.
3: Yes. You got it, but it was in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> I got it for my 30th birthday. Right.
2: My parents finally got me a Tamagotchi. You finally I, hit the hundo. Right. But I was like 60 pounds and they were like, you got to eat more. And they're like funneling ice cream into my mouth. Like everyone was afraid I was going to die. And they were just like, "Gain weight, gain weight, gain weight. And uh, I got on the scale at space camp and I was like, oh my God, I'm 105 pounds. Hey. And I was like, this is crazy. I can't wait to call my dad. Tell him, get, get a Tamagotchi ready for me. I'm coming home and I'm cracking an Crack egg. Crack that egg. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, I had not miraculously gained 30 pounds just while at space camp. Uh, There's ice cream, though. Their scale was broken. And so they plugged me in, and they let go, and I shot up to the ceiling. And you're in, like, a big, like, hangar. And they couldn't get me down for two hours.
0: No. Should I not have gone to space camp?
2: I cannot
3: exaggerate. This is camp like, sounds so stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Did you no sleep head. over? Like you had to yes. like stay there for a yes. few days? Yes, and I
2: left my Elmo doll at home, and it was a nightmare. I didn't know you had an Elmo doll. I had an Elmo doll. You are a big Elmo kid. I was a big Elmo kid, but the other part of it was that I would sleep on the Elmo every night. Like on as a pillow.
3: Elmo. Oh, okay.
2: Like pillow Elmo head. <laughs> Justin and I just sort of <laughs> shared a look. Yeah.
3: yeah. What about pillows, though? Do you ever hear about those? They're great. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have like eyes and a nose.
2: But I was so used to that shape that when I got old enough that I was, like, embarrassed about the Elmo. I'd hide it in my pillowcase. It's Pretty cute.
3: Yeah, Griff, you were a weird
2: kid. (laughs) Me? I know this has never
3: been reported on on this podcast before, but uh, you were
2: a weird kid. But my main takeaway from Space Camp is two hours where they were, like, with a megaphone. Like, the only way you're getting down is by yourself. We don't have—there's no way for us to get up there and to reach you, and there's so much weight working against you. They were like, you have to reverse climb down the grid.
0: Right. I'm not sure that I like the idea of Space Camp telling me there's no way for but, us I, to. That doesn't sound right. I didn't like that it sounds, either. That's not the problem solving that I saw in a movie like First Man. I feel no. like the
2: whole point is problem solving. I was like nine years old. Uh, I right. was like two foot one. I weighed 60 pounds. And they were like, you're going to have to use your brute strength to, yeah. to carry your way down to the ground again. Right. 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 No Elma. Broken Almost scales. Broken scale. Exercise expert. Terrible. Fucking racket. <laughs> Porco Rosso. <laughs>
3: Rosso? Rosso? I say Porco Rosso. Rosso. I because it Rosso. rhymes. Yeah, Porco. Um, he's the red pig. The crimson, the crimson pig. pig. He's the crimson yes. pig. Uh, do you like that typewriter
2: intro in oh, all the languages? Love mm-hmm. it. It's pretty good. That's the thing. Like, right away, I was like, this is kind of funny. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm jamming on this movie. This movie's, this movie's having a laugh. It's playing um, with the form a little bit. He's World War One fighter ace.
3: He is. He's a freelance bounty hunter. Yeah. He's Griffin's best friend.
2: He's one of my best friends. He chills out in a cove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loves old Hollywood. Uh, sure. But he pushes people away. Yeah, because he's, he's a pig. He's a disgusting pig.
3: Uh, all middle-aged men are pigs, as he tells us late in the movie. Uh-huh. That's why he's a pig. Is it's either that or that heaven maybe rejected him and turned him into a pig. Right. 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 Like sort of like 50 of one, 50 of the other.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But also war makes pigs of us all. I mean, I like this thing that it's like he's the best at doing a thing that's inherently kind of fucked up. Sure. You know, Um, they're like, what a hero. He shoots people out of the sky. um, He's like, I'm this disgusting pig. I murder people. As you said, he shoots children in the beginning of it.
0: He he. The movie opens with him. It's like so heroic and it's this Bond style, like, ah, everything's happening. And he's like shooting at children. What a dancing <laughs> Unintentionally, rogue. but he's shooting yeah. at children. Yes. Well, there are these air pirates. Right? Yeah. They got big beards and big teeth. It's good. gotta take them down. I love the, I love the pirates. The pirates, so so <laughs> the pirates are so good. so great. They're so much fun. Oh, why the opening with a bunch of pirates kidnapping
2: a bunch of stuff, like young girls? Why? That's it's good. That's it's so, good. So, I'm like, but all that's the long thing. Long there's long.
0: no point asking why. That's the beauty of this movie. But I
2: love the girls being like, "Oh my God, look, they're pirates!" <laughs> the part being like, "Take us seriously," <laughs> and then you cut to them like five minutes later, and the kids are jumping around, and they're like, "We shouldn't have taken all the kids. <laughs> too <laughs> many kids. We could have proven the same point with like two kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a handful now."
3: Uh, and so Porco is so good that the pirates hire uh, this asshole Mm -hmm. called Curtis Mm -hmm. uh, Curtis. to uh, I don't know help them fight Porco who's
2: like Ronald Reagan combined with like Douglas Fairbanks he's American and
3: they're in Italy and he's just uh, played by Cary Elwes in the dub which is funny because he was a Robin Hood parody at one point
2: right but then Cary Elwes also plays like he's in like a ton of these right
3: just like David Ogden Stiers he became one of those guys I'll just do your dubs like whatever which is he's, funny. He's
2: the cat in Whispers of the Heart and, and The Cat Returns, I believe.
0: Ah. I, love, I love Cat Returns. I haven't watched that. Oh my god. The the cat only returns is, is, only yeah. Ghibli's I've never yeah. seen. Cat Returns is fucking fire. The cat's back in
2: this one? <laughs> Does he return?
0: Uh in in Porcaroso? No. no. No, No, we're talking
2: about cat returns.
3: <laughs>
0: just be stupid. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's done, you're right. He's silly. done three Ghibli yeah. dubs. Yeah.
3: David Ogensteyrs, who plays Mr. Piccolo in the dub here. I feel like he's done multiple Ghibli dubs. Mm-hmm. Um well he also he was like Cogsworth and he's uh yes right I mean he did so many
2: David Ogansires? Yeah. He's also uh Jumba in Lilo and Lilo's star.
3: Yes, yes and he's Komaji in Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. oh, Kamaji's cool. He's weird. the dad and better off dad. Justin I I feel like well no you I guess you gave your your Miyazaki your his personality. But no. do you have anything else you want to say about Miyazaki before we do I like when did you get into Miyazaki?
0: Well, I would only, I'd I'd say, say like the past 10 years anime for you or like, like, were like, were you already into anime? Well, to like to to Griffin's earlier point about like get it, like uh, your relationship to Japanese animation, maybe being contingent on your feelings about Western animation. Yeah. Sure, I feel like it gets even more complicated because Japanese film animation is so different from Japanese TV animation. Very true. Right. And so I have a person, film animation
3: I've been able to access much easier.
0: Yes. Yes. Animation yeah. is t- the distribution is totally different. Right. And as somebody who I, I my highest loyalty in animation is to like Japanese TV animation. Yes. Mm. I think that accounts for why I used to have like a lot of trouble with Miyazaki movies, yeah. and I was just sort of like I don't get it.
2: Was that it, the case from a young age too? Did you get into anime early? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I well, I, the first anime I ever watched was Sailor Moon.
2: Okay. Which I fucking
0: right. love. Sure. Right. Um, and I didn't get into the Miyazaki. movie. I didn't really start getting into Miyazaki until like yeah, I'd say age like fourteen maybe. And it's just so tonally different. And I also think the way that Miyazaki movies used to be marketed in the US was so strange they were very I felt like they were marketed with this very self-conscious prestiginess to them Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's a good way to approach those movies special objects like here Hayao Miyazaki's Miyazaki's latest artwork and I think in retrospect that is not the way to approach his movies
2: it is fascinating that like in Japan he is of course the most mainstream he is
0: like the equivalent of like a blockbuster filmmaker
3: I think he is
2: for the top 10 highest grossing films in the history of Japan don't Mm -hmm. pull the list up because I want to quiz you on them at some point in the podcast, you want to quiz me? I want to do a reverse box office game with the top 10 oh. Japanese films because I looked them up last night and it's a pretty fascinating. Oh, list. do you like have the list? Okay, yeah, I'll do it at some point, maybe in this episode. If we don't have box office results for Gorosa, which feels like we
3: won't. I mean, once again, we have like a you know 2018 re release, yeah. Okay, you know I so mean?
2: I might, I might do that at the end of the episode. i am call my shot. Who can say? Um. But Sailor Moon was sort of your entryway in?
0: Yeah, and, like, Japanese TV animation. Right. And so I think for a long... I, I would say really only in the past 10 years have I really tried to get more into Japanese film animation.
2: What are your, like, your top uh, TV shows? What are your... I'd say Ava. I'd say the original Sailor
0: Moon. Okay. Um. Huh. I mean... I, you know, I think the, I, I like a lot of the mainstream shit like like Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I like some of the more trolly. I, I like some 2000 stuff. I think that's when TV anime gets weird. It gets mm-hmm. very like, I don't want to say fetishy, but it it's sort of like the anime industry at that point. That yeah, image. it's like Haruhi Suzumiya. I really like because that that is like the ultimate sort of like troll yeah, right show right over the head.
2: Um. When you say troll show, you mean they're trolling or it's about trolls? No, like they're trolling. Good. Did Richard they're Lawson trolling. have any role? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. Uh,
0: yeah. No, Haru Suzuki is like a show that is trolling. Okay, like down to the level of like which order you should ideally like ideally watch the episodes in. That yeah, level? it's like, it, it is a very fascinatingly constructed wow. show that goes off the rails in its second season. Yeah. But it is, a, it's a great, it's like one of my favorite TV experiments is that yeah. show. It's like from 2006.
3: So, you get into Miyazaki. Yeah. You see some Miyazaki movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you saw first. Totoro, Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Mononoke. Okay. When do you come to Mr. Pick? You know? When you when 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 does Porco first show his face to you? I think
0: like three years ago. Yeah.
3: Okay. And you, so and then but you when the you saw it, I saw it was that Metrograph, and you were like Griffin, oh, and you kind of <laughs> latched onto it, and you were like, "This is this, this is the Miyazaki I've been my looking end.
0: for." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I felt like I I'm I felt upset with myself that I it had taken me so long to get to Porco Rosa. Right. Right. Right.
2: Because I'll say I remember like seeing like the Porco Rosa poster at some point because I feel like this is. One of the ones that is least discussed in his oeuvre.
3: Well, I think for a long time it was like if you were talking to someone about like which Miyazaki, they'd yeah. be like Porco Rosa, That's a weird one, and it's right. more for grown-ups. You yeah. know, like
0: yeah. it also was a movie that it doesn't really fare well if the if the test is like if you liked X Miyazaki movie, watch why you right. you're never the Y is never gonna be Porco if you Rosa, liked. Yeah. Totoro watch Porco Rosso.
2: I just feel like I didn't know it existed for a long time and then when it finally hit my radar when I like saw the DVD cover at Best Buy or something and I was like this is a Miyazaki movie? He a pig? No one talks about it and He a Pig. I was like yeah. oink oink? Right but I was like "Is do I not know about this because this is the bad one or do I not know about this because everyone else is dumb and this is the best movie ever it's made? It's the weird one. I right. think
3: that's the best way. I think it grossed less than some of his yeah. biggest hits in Japan. Yeah. Like it was not quite I think it's so divine. Yeah, but it was not quite the sensation. Maybe that. I saw you know, it, it. Did very well whatever. in
2: Europe. Well, it's set in Europe, I know it did well there.
0: Uh, it also feels. I mean, I think Porco Rosso is a little. It can feel a little discordant, even because so many other Miyazaki movies can feel like they're made by a guy who doesn't really like the future or the present, and is mm-hmm. sort of like human innovation. Has it ruined everything? Yeah, let's And then scale meanwhile, Porcaroso is about a guy working on his plane. And it's all these loving shots of equipment. Yes. And mm-hmm. it just feels very, very different from watching like you watch Nausicaa and then you watch Porcaroso. Mm-hmm. And it it feels like two completely different worldviews are mm-hmm. making these movies. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think I think I think on closer reading, they're not incompatible. Yes. But it just at at first glance, something about Porcaroso feels like there are elements that aren't revealed in the other Miyazaki
2: movies. Sure. I think. Well, we started digging into this, but I love that the movie starts with a nap Mm -hmm. and then goes like a speeding bullet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like it like starts with like a little quiet nap and then it's immediately like straight into the action. Comedy, action, thrills. You know what I'm saying?
3: But you're right. that like, gunfire. Like a Disney movie even would probably be like, well, we're starting with this like very melancholic sort of like, here's Porco. Right.
2: He napping. Yeah.
3: Like yeah, but, probably not Like probably you would Start in the air with, And then yeah, you right. right No but then you
2: do this <laughs> Then you get in the air Without any table setting
3: Without any table setting Without any I mean, We know he's a pig
2: Yeah. But I'm saying it's like 15 minutes before he like Shows up At the restaurant Yeah
3: But it's zero minutes Before he's a
2: pig <laughs> It's zero minutes Before he's a pig <laughs>
3: Yeah And then he shows up At the restaurant You got Curtis there mm-hmm. You got Gina there Who roles
2: Who plays Gina In the American though mm,
3: Susan Egan Classic voice actress Oh interesting You know she's uh, she's Belle.
2: Yes. Yeah. From Beauty and the Beast. Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. 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 yes.
3: According to you, a worse movie than The (laughs) Godfather. Um. Yep.
2: You can't shame me. I stand by that opinion.
3: Um. And uh. And Gina, like Curtis, is trying to like hit on Gina and is like, you know, what's up with you? I love you. And she's like, sorry, I'm into the pig. Yeah. 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 Steer clear. I'm pig. I'm pigged up.
2: Pigged up. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but I love that it's like Porco genuinely, as we get to later in the movie, has not ever considered that anyone would like him. That's fair,
3: right. Yeah, he's kind of like, I'm a lost soul. Right,
2: right. I, I was like, okay, I get what kind of movie this is. This is the like, honey, you don't want to know me. You don't want to be with me. I'm, right. I'm protecting you. Yeah. No. But instead it's like, I'm a fucking pig. Wait, she likes me? Yeah, Yeah. like even at
3: the end of the movie when the guy's like, what do you mean? We're fighting. She wants you, not me. This is what I'm mostly mad about. And he's he's like,
2: you're lying. He's so stunned that the guy gets an opportunity to clear cock him. Well,
0: I think we've talked up the melancholic elements of the movie, but I think just it's important that the character Porco himself is actually kind of like carefree. Or I don't know. He's just like sitting around drinking wine on a beach. He's kind of got that vibe of like, look. I brushed the face of death I, and I'm still here so like it's right. all
3: extra time. I think he's yeah. a little nihilistic. And also we're in Italy yeah. so you know. Uh, and also we're in Italy so the is right. good.
2: I think he's a little nihilistic and a little hedonistic in terms of like I'm doing me mm-hmm. what's the worst thing you can do to me I'm already a fucking pig. What's well, the
3: thing is like if I'm a pig I'm like I'm gonna eat 24-7. Yeah. It's like I'm a Pig, like, yeah. I'm not gonna really worried about how I look anymore. I look like a pig,
2: he's got a great body shape, and I love the way he outfits himself. Like, his he, mustache is great too compared yeah. yes. to
0: Curtis's mustache, which sucks. Yeah. Curtis's
3: it's, mustache yeah. is the best signifier that he's like a weak chin yeah. dildo, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> and like, Porco's 80%. mustache, even when you see human and you're like, oh, it was just the same How How is yeah. like,
0: Gina supposed to look at Curtis's mustache and what, like, at any no. point, Curtis,
3: right? Exactly, no, 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 thank you, Curtis. I'm trying to think of the plot here. Wants Um, to be a
2: Hollywood movie star and also be president.
3: um, Oh, here we go. Here, Actually, you know, let me read you a Miyazaki quote. I got my book. Right? Right?
2: Okay. Oh, David's taking out a leather-bound volume. It would be great. There's like a green smoke rising from the pages. (laughs) This is your new bit. Crest is glowing, which is a line holding us up there.
3: Right. It would be great if, like Porco, I could sit around and smoke cigarettes while watching some young kid and making comments like staying up late all the time will shorten your life or it'll be bad for your complexion mm-hmm. Lapse.
2: laughs,
3: <laughs> um, of course reality doesn't work that way it'd be pretty tough to live the way the characters in this film do the staff members who worked on Porco Rosso had to burn the midnight oil all the time and some didn't even get to rest on a Sunday there are a lot of reasons for this and it's an area where I need to make
0: improvements <laughs> Seth, I love him! Wow. But here's the part <laughs>
3: here's the part that I want to get to but I personally enjoy it when I become so absorbed in something that I completely forget about myself
2: that's kind of sweet.
3: I know, but like, I feel yeah. like that is the Miyazaki vibe where everyone yeah. else is like, we have to please Mr. Miyazaki, yeah. I right. will draw until my hands are bones, <laughs> right. and he's just like sitting there, and he's like, oh, I pooped in my pants again, because I just love this movie so yeah. much. Like, I forgot that I'm a human being.
2: Right, yeah. everyone else is like working overtime and crunching, and Miyazaki right. is like, I'm trying to work so hard that I forget who I am, <laughs> <laughs> that I become one with the work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I relate to that.
2: So I like yeah, Miyazaki's I that Miyazaki's
1: like but I get that you see Forget about myself. <laughs> Ditto, I get that you bro. see me
3: in Porco. I see me in Porco. I do. Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, when I'm making these movies, I am not me. I am the movie. Like, you know, I like right, totally, me totally. exits my body or right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love Porco. I'm trying to see what else he says about Porco.
1: Is there anything about pig my cat in there? Does he say anything about that? Oh, no, he no?
3: doesn't uh, mention. She's sort He's of the national a lot, treasure. talking a lot about a pitch warfare. thrown throwing
1: around. New national treasure, and it's about my cat.
3: And you and mean like Nicolas lost. Cage is like,
1: we've got to find Ben's cat. He's trying to find
3: Because it's a national treasure? <laughs>
1: she is
2: a national treasure. Oh, I can't
1: oh, disagree that's with that. Okay.
3: You disagree with that? No, I can't. Oh, okay.
2: Airtight Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well,
3: He talks about how... As he's making this movie, suddenly the world order collapses. The Soviet Union goes away. Mm -hmm. There's war in the Balkan states, which is where this is set. Mm -hmm. And he felt very conflicted about, like, why am I making this flippant war movie Mm -hmm. set in a place where there's actual war? Mm -hmm. So I feel like he tried to make the movie a little darker as a result, a little Mm. more what you're talking about, the kind of, like, we are, you know, it does make animals of us. Like, you know, it is kind of like At, at unforgettable sin.
2: At the best, you become a glorious animal. Uh, You become like a majestic predator. Right. right, Not that pigs are predators, but you know what I'm saying.
3: No, they're, uh, they just eat.
2: (coughs) They eat. That's why I like them. But they are smart piggies. That's the other reason why I like them. They are smart creatures, I think. Yeah, they're very smart. They're, why did you ever get like a teacup pig pet or whatever? I do it now. As a child,
3: what is a teacup pig? It's like a supposedly small pig that's cute, but then they do grow up and you know they are large creatures. What do you do? You you can treat them like a dog, like you can train a pig. You can, like, I
2: have friends who had pigs. You did, George Clooney. Well, Clooney famously had a pig, right? Um, yeah, no, pigs, pigs like are right up there with like dolphins as, like the smartest, Quite, quite intelligent. It's illegal
1: in New York City to own a pig,
3: yeah, but that's just. bullshit. It's illegal yeah. to own all kinds of things in New York City that people right. own. My roommate right. had a snake for seven years; it was totally illegal.
1: But like, Some who's gonna snakes come? Snakes
3: are illegal. Yeah, but who's gonna? Blasio's out Fucking of town too. Police? Yeah, it's like De Blasio's no, right. yeah. not gonna. No, you no. right. The only one they care about is ferrets. You know, the Giuliani. The ferrets, Giuliani shit. hates yeah. the ferrets. Yeah.
2: Get but, a pig. Get a pig. No, but I also feel like if you have a pig, you want to be able to take it outdoors. Actually. Yeah, I mean, you'd probably like you'd snake snake probably prefer to live in nature. They're never gonna check my snake. Like, fucking case. whatever. It, it was pretty big, let me tell you. I remember I stayed in his yeah. bedroom one time. Yeah. Wait, was the snake there when you stayed in that bedroom? I think it was. Yeah. You your, old, your old roommate learned it.
3: That's right. Learned
2: foot. A learned man. Yeah. yeah.
3: He was a learned man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he had a
2: snake. I remember.
3: And I remember I asked him once, well, why do you have a pet snake? It was a big, it was like a, you know, a large boa yeah. constrictor. Yeah. And he was like, when I come in the room, doesn't even know who I am. Wow. that that was Leonard's vibe.
2: I remember, Leonard's bedroom was just books and a snake. Correct. It he was, just he he wanted to have like like, a, like the largest library I've ever seen in one room. Yes,
3: he wanted to have a Beauty and the Beast style experience, so he tried to turn his room into all these like bookcase sort of shelving. You know that is exactly corridors. what it was. It was just like yeah.
2: big like hardcover books. Yeah,
3: he he very deeply connected to Belle. Like you know, gliding along on the ladder. Yeah. You know, right.
2: Where is he now? Texas, doing
3: what? A PhD in like. Science fiction at Rice University.
4: Oh.
3: I know. Pretty cool. So it's Learned Corner. Yeah, Learned Foot. Anyone shout out. He's the only person with that name. So if you heard yeah. that name, you know him.
2: So we end up at Gina's restaurant. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think the key things we established in this scene.
3: Um, well, Gina loves Porco. Right.
2: That's it. I don't know. He goes to... we are uh, talking about the curse. This is the first time we, we start yeah. to talk about the curse.
3: Uh, they talk about the curse. That he was once um, a man. Curtis shoots him down, mm-hmm. right? Because he's got the engine trouble. Curtis is like, I got him. He's dead.
2: Well, that's after this.
3: I guess that's... But yeah. that's right after this. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. right? There's nothing else There's here. There's a
0: rivalry. That, I yeah,
3: just right. like...
2: I like... Gina's restaurant. I like this, like the movie stepping into this, like Casablanca. Yeah, field. it's that's, that's I just, the thing that's established I is live is how in this European this, this yes. is. It is quite European. That's yeah. what I want to talk most about. Miyazaki Everyone's played, being European.
3: Most yeah. Miyazaki movies have like a setting where you're like, I could watch like a 200 episode TV show about right, this place. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, about right. Gina's cool fucking restaurant. Yes. Yeah. About the spirited away bathhouse. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, right. Yes. You know, like there's some cool place. Yes. Um, I want to live here. He's very good at making
0: you. Want to be in an environment that he's mm-hmm. created? Mm-hmm. I would say. I think yeah. the other thing that's established by by the beginning too is that everybody just has a plane. Like there's so many scenes yeah. where people just sort of run into each other in the air, like it's traffic. Yeah. Yes, and they're just having conversations. Yeah,
2: this is right, right.
0: <laughs> that's how people interact in this
2: My movie. They're flying planes. Kind of world.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I wanted to see planes. Oh yeah, there's that place late. That part late. When um, what's your pants? The the younger one, Theo. Um, uh, F- uh, Theo, yeah, is like, uh, you yeah, know, come on, you guys are seaplane pilots. You gotta behave like seaplane pilots and like the honor among seaplane pilots. She says yeah. seaplane pilots a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, I guess seaplane pilots have their own code. We all like, have camaraderie. Is- <laughs> the camaraderie of seaplane. They're like, yeah, like- sea air. Cowboys, yes. <laughs> right? Yes, Plus. exactly. Um, but I think to Miyazaki, right, there's that the freedom of the air mm-hmm. and the open ocean. Mm-hmm. But then also, you open those planes up, there's mechanics, Just metal, there's fiddling, there's so much, there's fiddling. like grease, there's, yeah. you know, hard work, mm-hmm. there's some. there's like craft and care. He loves planes like he loves animation, where yeah. he's like, Working on something intricately,
0: you know, and you have to get exactly yes. right. But he hides the, it's, it's just weird, that contrast between the machinery versus nature in this movie, whereas all the other Miyazaki movies feel like they hide the machinery part, like all of the the sort of metaphor of like machinery mm. and the effort that goes into making those movies, feels like that effort is so well hidden in something like Princess Mononoke. You're saying the other movies don't
2: get into the guts in the same kind of way. Yeah, movie. they're just, guts. this movie has guts, yeah, yeah, it has
0: like the inner workings of, Things.
2: And I feel like even when Curtis shoots him out of the sky, it is like there's always a moment in a Miyazaki movie where something is just like so animated and such extreme detail. Like the right. thing you can tell he spent like eight months on alone. And for this movie, it feels like that is when the plane gets shot down and you just right. see it fall apart. Right. All the pieces strip off and you're, like, seeing a plane get deconstructed in the sky in real time. But then you I also think
0: of the people at Studio Ghibli who had to, like, <laughs> right.
2: animate yeah. all of that, and you're like, man, yeah. these people well, and then they, probably
3: sucked for <laughs> that. Yeah. When yes. he goes to Piccolo, and Piccolo's showing him the engine, and he's, like, revved it to, yeah. like, and he like, they're both, yeah. like in the shed, like, in and he's, shed? like, yelling, yeah. I'm like,
0: this is Miyazaki! Yeah. 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 This is and the detailing of right, the right? shot, where they're yeah. testing the I engine in the shed, yes. and every single panel has these very precise mm-hmm. movements as it's blowing in the wind, Yeah. and you're like, it must have taken, like, three years. To animate that one thirty-second right bit of animation, yeah, <laughs>
2: right, right, right. I mean, right. it's what it's like the uh, the wood buckling in uh, Castle in the Sky. Oh,
0: I love that.
3: Right, there's he's al- very good. At there's that. always right, this right, kind right. of
2: thing where it's like something falls apart and you see. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, hand drawn animation is over though, so it not You know, that's true. <laughs> but but on, more the, on animation. the other hand,
3: photorealistic keyframe CGI. Mm. Uh, gives us the opportunity to yeah. see what a real lion would be like. Oh, and saying, "I, I just it. can't wait to be." Can it. I give you mm.
2: my secret hope right now? Sure. There's a part of me that thinks that Netflix is going to start announcing.
3: They're going to be like, on, we have an animated studio, right? They have one, Ooh. right, right. But like, it'll be we're going to do Disney. Shows.
2: They have been very vague about what they're doing, but the person they hired to run it is Glenn Keane. Oh, sure, right,
3: a, a, a legend. And they Mr. like Wayne.
2: released a video because you know Netflix has all these like different Twitter accounts and different YouTube channels for different like genres or subsections of what they do. Sure, like Netflix. Self-life. Right, Netflix is a joke Ooh. and right, right, yeah, right yeah, yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Right, they they did a video for their animation channel that was talking about like what Netflix wants to do for animation, how they want to be like their own animation powerhouse. Okay, and it's a lot of Glenn Keen talking and other people talking about like the qualities they want to bring, and it's a lot of videos of people drawing. Uh-huh. And obviously, even if you're doing CGI or whatever, you still have to do the sort of basic drafting You know, of... Is it uh, drawing like, mod- like character modeling or... That's what's unclear. MX, I or... mean, this is really like a video that's not going into details, and I don't remember if they've announced anything, but I kind of believe that like, uh, Netflix, as they are trying to like, disrupt the industry by doing the things that other people aren't doing, Mm -hmm. making films about the types of people that aren't being made or the genres that are sort of uh, dormant like the romantic comedy or whatever, that they're going to be like, here's our slate. We're doing like four hand-drawn animated films. I think they're not announcing them because it takes years and Netflix likes announcing everything very shortly before it comes out. And they have the Selleck movie, which is supposed to come out next year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're going to start announcing a bunch of classically hand-drawn films. If they're smart, that's what they do. At a time where every other studio is like, we're done, and you're feeling more and more of a push from, like, uh, the, uh, I don't know, the intellectual community. Yeah. You know? Uh, you can't let this die. And that's also this weird thing that Netflix has done where it's like, we're going to gain legitimacy by going to the most sort of artistic sort of- uh, That's always been their move, right? right. W- much like Amazon. The corners that are seen as Companies uncommercial. Right, right. right. Um,
3: is CG animation,
2: 3D in Japan, like, is that
3: taken off at all? Like, the Pixar style, <laughs> you know?
1: Uh,
0: I guess it's more expensive. Yeah. That,
3: right, well, that's like, the thing I yeah. don't quite the infrastructure quite
2: about required. it in the
0: U.S. Is like, it just seems like transitioning from the era. Uh, I guess it's one thing to have digital, like, 2D animation. But, yeah, I, I think the weird historical trajectory toward the most expensive possible animation
2: seems counterintuitive to me. I don't quite get it. I'll say this. It is easier and cheaper to make bad CGI. Mm -hmm. It is also harder and more expensive to make good CGI. Yeah, yeah. Right, you can make the Crayon movie. Or Norma the North or any of these bullshit things where you're like, what is this? Like, if you have two sets and your animation, your performances are bad, Mm -hmm. you can make a shitty computer animated film faster than a hand-drawn film because you don't have to draw every single frame. Sure. You have models that you can just sort of reuse in a sloppy way. Right. But to um, do it well... You need a big, big lot of infrastructure, a lot of people... It's right, insane because there are all time. these different departments that don't exist otherwise. Okay. Um, uh, the texturing departments hey, and your lighting departments you got a and texture. all these sorts you got a of texture. Uh, texture. things. Um, but every other country has, I feel like, moved to CG. I mean, like, I, I, I was in Barcelona recently, and there was so much CGI shit in Spain. Mm. Anytime we were turning on the TV, I was surprised by the amount of, like, completely native uh, Spanish cartoon shows or trailers for Spanish. Like, this is the third in this franchise of beloved CGI, Spanish CGI movies. I keep saying CGI. CGI. <laughs> uh, but I feel like at least what carries over here in any way, you don't really see Japanese CGI.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Japan's. I, I think the way that anime has adapted to like digital two D animation is just more graceful than the way other countries have adapted to like three yeah. D post Veggie Tales animation. Right. I just don't. I don't know because
2: I think China even has more CGI animation now. Uh, interesting.
0: Yeah,
3: I believe
2: Japan it. Japan seems to have stayed pretty strong.
3: But obviously, point. these movies are still popular in yeah. China as well. There's right, that, right. that crossover. Yes. Um. All right. He gets shot down. Yeah. Porco. He pretends he's dead. He's sort of like, fine, I'm, you know.
2: You think you killed me? That's great. I can lie low. And also, I'll let Curtis, like, sell the legend. Right, right He's going right, to brag right. to everyone that he killed me, which gives me some time to lay low. Because Porco... It's the Harvey Dent thing. It's the Harvey Dent arc. It's, right. Yeah, right. Por- Porco is a wanted man. If they know some of these shores that he's washing up on, they're going to apprehend him immediately. Yeah, right. So better for him to let everyone believe that he's dead.
4: Right.
2: Um, And then... Not much
0: happens
3: until well, the he end. He needs to regroup, right? He's like, just he needs like to hanging the with plane. Piccolo. He, he meets needs Fio. to the plane. Yeah,
2: excuse me, he meets a great friend. No, yeah. he meets great people. He's I'm laying, like laying saying, low, like,
0: because he doesn't have a plane.
2: Right.
3: The, the action is now, basically, until the final duel, not a lot of action. But
2: this is the thing I like about this movie. Yeah, It's not a long movie. Either. Once C.O. gets introduced, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this movie's also kind of a true grit narrative. Oh, mm-hmm. she's, yeah. She's, yeah. she's Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. She's uh And even the way it ends with the narration, which we'll get to, Mm -hmm. it is this thing of like this is this man who was like very tough to break through to, Mm -hmm. who taught her a lot of lessons, who she taught a lot, Mm -hmm. and they were just together for this brief period of time that changed the rest of her life. Um, Right, right, right. And she reminded him that he's not just a cursed
3: big man as well, right? Yeah. You know what? She kind of drew that out of him.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I think they're really nice friends, and I also I just like any story where someone has to prove that they know what they're talking about. Like this, uh, sure. Yeah. He, you know that he comes in, he's like, "Where are your sons? Who's he, this?" He's a little, little retrograde. Girl? Yeah, yeah. But
0: it it is funny how like the beginning, it's like the earliest minutes and the latest minutes of the movie are very actiony. Mm-hmm. But like you said, after he gets right. shot down. It it's all of these scenes where he's like he's riding the plane or he's riding the train he has to get the plane to the shop. He him goes sitting on the, the train is pretty great. That's the thing. It's like all of the I think he's all just like, of find that. Him dead, who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all of all of the stuff that's him dealing with the fact that his plane is fucked up. Yeah, right? these scenes. It's like like I, I mentioned earlier. Like I'm from Richmond, and I I think a lot about my own childhood watching this movie because I grew up outside of Richmond and my dad used to drag race and oh, he used to just really? work on his car all the time. Sure. And it's just wow. sort of, like, the middle part of Por- Porco Rosso is totally the vibe of just, like, observing people who are really into their cars.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, like, drag racing, I imagine it's, like, your engine is what's most important. Because, yeah, like, the yeah, car is not yeah. going to... You don't need uh, Well, more. my dad has a, you know, yeah, 68 nice Camaro. It's well, very nice wow. blue, cool. nice paint job. Wow. But, all right,
0: all right. but but it's the... It, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't get it at all because I fucking hated cars because they were super... La- like, you know, yeah. drag like. Racing is super loud. Uh, I yeah. hate how loud it was. I hate it when
3: I was a kid too. It yeah. was yeah, too loud. The culture of it I like didn't it. get, but then I watch <laughs> a movie
0: like this and I think because of how meticulously all of it's animated, especially all of the sequences where Fio and all of the women and Porco are are working on the plane and they're sort of animating the sense of assembly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like,
2: oh, I kind of get this. Well, I think that's the thing. It's like it's it's that's Miyazaki putting himself into the thing. It's like when you find a field where you can become obsessed, commit the rest of your life to having a complete understanding of this thing and a complete mastery of this thing, and when you're in it, even though it's difficult, you enter this flow state. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. achieve this state of zen. Right. Uh, which, you know, it's like people who race, they talk about that. Anyone yeah. who has any sort of like, uh, you know, passion for anything that seems dangerous. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, when you watch like Free Solo and you're like, why the fuck would he do this? And he's like, this is the one time I feel calm, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, as you're saying, this midsection of the movie is like, uh, this is a guy who doesn't really know what to do with himself when he's not in a dogfight. Mm -hmm. As much as Gina is like, why won't you accept Even though he's so cool. Right. Yeah. He's a guy who's like, like, you know you're cool, right? And he's like, me?
3: What do you mean I'm a pig? Where's the fuck
2: out of a trench coat? (laughs) I mean, him (laughs) just there on the phone, on the payphone- (laughs)
3: God, yeah, yeah, that also that old timey phone. Yeah. Old timey stuff. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Very, cool. yeah. very so old timey.
2: Cool. But that's right. He's a guy where he's just like, This is the one thing I understand. Teo comes in and he's like, You better not fuck this up. I've been working with the same people forever. I know Piccolo. I know his sons. I can't take a risk on a grandchild. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I need to get back up in the air. And she's like, you're a sexist, and I totally know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And
0: also, yeah. I'm precocious. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's very... She almost feels like when she's introduced, her energy just in terms of her animation feels so different from yes. all the other characters. She yeah. sort of moves more fluidly. It's like, what's going on here? I'm going to work on the plane. Shut right. the fuck up. I right. got this. Well, also you know? Yeah, because
2: everyone else is in this sort of like classic Hollywood, dare I say it, because it's been on the bench for a while, patina. You know, everyone else is giving these performances. <laughs> <laughs> Bettina engine. <laughs> crackles
3: to life. <laughs> everyone else
2: is giving these performances that could have been done by any classic 1940s Hollywood star. Right. And then she comes in and she's giving like specifically like 80s, 90s movie energy.
3: Um, she's a yeah. thoroughly modern character. Yeah, in a film she's that so is modern. Otherwise,
2: yes, yeah. a little classical.
3: Um, love that that's true that's true and she's also just a classic Miyazaki plucky yeah. heroine yeah. yeah, where you're kind of like oh he made a movie about boys and then she shows up and you're like okay <laughs> alright right,
2: but that <laughs> archetype doesn't exist in the type of movie that he is sort of referencing and using as a mood board no yeah. absolutely yeah. not right. it, it's no. also right. in this strict a visual... boy version
3: of it might like a sort of like yeah. you know hey mister you know like that kind of yeah, kid it's also
2: usually more of like a ragamuffin
0: you know yeah a little ragamuffin right but it's well, I think it's it's also this contrast with Porco as a character, because it's like Porco has two different pairs of glasses and he wears these yeah. trench coats, and he's sort of you know, he's nice, but he's sort of um closed off in a way. and then you have Fio shows up show up. and her facial like her eyes and specifically her eyebrows right. Right. have this very distinct expressiveness. And so right. whenever they're in scenes together, it it just plays up that contrast of like the the kind of performance that Porco is giving. Yeah. Versus what energy Fio is channeling. Well,
2: also, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eyes are the window to the soul. Animators are like, that's the whole key to the thing. It's one of the reasons why Lion King fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the Favreau Lion King. And like, they make this conscious decision that it's like, this guy's eyes are always going to be covered. Yeah. You know? Uh, not because we're trying to like handicap this character's expressiveness, because this is a character who doesn't want anyone to see into his soul. Like he's trying to keep all his emotions close to the chest,
3: and then, but then, like when you've reached a point with him, yeah, where you're some you see his human face what? For a second. right, right, yeah, and then he turns around and it's the
2: pig again, yeah,
3: I prefer the pig
2: it looks great, it looks great, yeah, it looks fucking awesome, it's a <sighs> pretty great pig. very handsome pig, yeah, like great this style, yeah,
3: if he wanted to be in some Harlow Hollywood movies, just the pig, yeah. Like, yeah. I'd be into it. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: just him flashing the thumbs up, you uh, know, with the pig face. And it's just... Scarf. Iconic. Blows,
2: all of it. He's That's pig. what we should He's do with
1: photorealistic technology. Make people look like pig men.
2: Not to keep on hitting on this, like, the, the fucking photoreal thing. But it's like... No,
0: hit on it. I feel like this is... That's the Miyazaki thing, though, right? It's right. like, it's, it's an such insult a good to life testament. Right. It's like one yeah. thing to accept that we don't do hand-drawn animation anymore, but... I do think that Miyazaki is one of the people who's going to make the strongest historical case for, listen, animation is a distinct thing and and realism is sort of an opponent of Yes, the stuff you're trying to accomplish in animated cinema.
2: Right. I just feel like, and this gets back to the Cats trailer as well, but it's like this thing of like, if you're going to use CGI, use it to make things that are like against the laws of nature yeah, that could yeah. not exist. Yeah. Right, right. It's t- like, tint it. And put like, them in. things, do, thi-
3: do right. things with the camera that are not possible, things like that.
2: Right, right. Stylize people's faces in a way that, like, doesn't make sense. Or, like, they should never make a live-action Porco Rosso. But if they did, it's not like I'm against the concept of Porco Rosso being photoreal, because that would be in juxtaposition to real human beings in front of a camera. Right, right. Porco Rosso it's perfect now he's been he saying a for a long time that he was gonna make a sequel did he and they wrote a script hmm. uh, and then I f- let me let me get this yes. excerpt yes I'll, fin- no, I'll find it I'll find it okay uh, he wrote
3: a script Porco Rosa the last sortie mm. that would be set during the Spanish Civil War mm. so Porco would be much older that mm-hmm. would um, Miyazaki was like it'll be about like me being old you know like yeah. that's like my angle yeah and he wanted um, uh, Hiroshima Yonabashi, the guy who made like, uh, The Secret World of Marietti, and when Marnie was there.
2: Right, he was saying he wasn't going to direct it. I imagine. And now that Ghibli's like, t-
3: fallen apart, right. like, who knows? Yeah. You know? But
2: now it's sort of back together again.
3: Well, but no, but uh, that guy went off to do create Studio Ponok, which is sort of like trying to rise from the ashes of Ghibli. But, you know, he made could, Mary and the Witch's Flower. What? could
2: make it I know, sure, I don't know. It's one of those things he's like... He's busy making whatever crazy shit he's making right now. It's one of those things like Old Fink. How do you live? Old Fink. Yeah, old The Coen brothers yeah. have always said like, yeah, when we're older we want to come back and do Old Fink with the tarot. Right. Right. You're like, you, you're not sure if that's a joke or not. Right. And you're not sure if that's the best idea or the worst idea. Yeah. If it's better to leave well enough and alone or if it'd be like the most triumphant thing.
3: They seem to generally know. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Because sometimes they'd be like, yeah, we're going to do a Jesus spinoff from uh, Big Lebowski. And then they just... And then like, eventually it's like, oh, someone... Taturo's kind of making that. And they were they were clearly like, yeah, you know what? If you want to do it, that's fine. Like, we're, we're probably not going to do it. Right,
2: that. which was apparently the exact same attitude they had with Fargo. Like, people were like, this is such a big deal that, like, the Coen's blessed Fargo. Right. And apparently their attitude is like, as long as you don't step on our shit, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. Yeah,
3: it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. We just don't want to do that. Right. God, Fargo's so bad. That's a good show. What do you think about Fargo? Yeah, I never watched it. Never watched
1: it. Season one, season two, great.
2: I yeah, season, season one, season three. two. What bro? season is it? So you only hate they, season they three? That's not okay. true. You hated season one, season yeah, two I when they like were it. on,
3: but three, three was kind of like I really? was like Jesus. The earlier ones were actually <laughs> yeah. like something. Yeah. I haven't really seen three really
1: yet. Yeah.
2: New Queer Eye,
1: great. Makes you cry every time. Yeah, that's a good Ben's show. Ben's TV
3: corner. Here we Love go. Love Queer
1: Eye. I love
3: Queer Eye. I mean, Queer Eye is trying to get the water, right? Like, that's oh, the whole... They've got it that's down their, to like,
1: mission, right? Yeah, right. I that resisted... band teacher episode lead-off?
2: Ugh. I haven't watched the new ones yet. I resisted watching it for a while. I got into it once my back was injured, and I started watching a lot of shows that I, I wouldn't uh, usually hey. watch. Uh... I, I resisted watching it for a while because it feels like an attack on my lifestyle. Any show where people improve mm. themselves or others.
0: Yeah.
3: You're like, I'm fuck like, you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what do you think you're doing over there? You're saying I should wash my clothes? <laughs> I feel like the, the watch, good, good watch antidote. Watch clothes. Watch it.
0: But the good antidote to that, I think that the two the two <laughs> Queer Eye guys who are really good antidotes to that sort of concern are Karamo. Karamo's and- the best one. Um, Anthony, because they're both kind of incompetent, especially Karamo. Because <laughs> if you if you think for like five seconds about what Karamo's role in Queer Eye is, yeah. it's to like occasionally like say something about an album that came out recently, right. and then just sort of like is drift he, like, away culture. Yeah. yeah, and then meanwhile, Close the other left, guy has to build oh, a yeah. house or something. <laughs> yeah. like, what the Bobby fuck always Karamo? does the most Yeah, work. it's like Bobby's yeah. building a house, and Caramo's like, did you hear the new Ariana Grande album? Right. It's
1: like, what the fuck <laughs> is your
0: contribution, buddy? Right. Like, the the and, original crew I had that, too. It had
3: Jay. would no, right. be handles, like, you really want a strong handshake when you walk into a room. But here's my take. He hey.
1: handles the sensitive conversations. That's his role. Because yes. sometimes. everyone yes. comes yes. with their personal baggage, and he is always the one to sort of address it and make them feel more comfortable with it
2: take so in the original the joke was like Jay is completely pointless he does nothing right. like the culture lifestyle position is silly and then like food like Ted Allen like that's the best one this obviously Ted guy. was
3: the best of the original Fab Five right. I mean there's no one, question
2: this one Anthony is a cute boy Mm-hmm. All he can do is really slice fruits and vegetables. Right, isn't Anthony just like, like that, I don't know, though. if you put like avocados in a blender, no, that's but called guacamole. I, I think, <laughs> well, blender's a little extreme. Because <laughs> you're just showing people how to sort of take a little bit of control of that's, like their daily life. Right, that's his thing, stance right? is like, I don't want to give them things that they can't replicate. I want to yeah. give them stuff that like you can actually do. That's that. how you
0: make pozzole. Like, what was right. what is he going to teach me to make pozzole?
2: But then the thing I think about Karamo that he's like really smart is like, no, what he's actually doing is he's just being a really good friend. But know sometimes hey, he's not. Sometimes <laughs>
0: he's just like a web headline. Just walks into an episode of television, and, and it's about like when he's good, Big though. Sean or something. When he's no good reason. though,
2: he sort of like burrows in, and he's like
1: there. Are, he does have great moments.
2: Yeah. I do
0: think that there are some episodes where there are great
1: JVN moments. JVN is a he's a national treasure, and that's what we should do a movie about is finding JVN.
2: He's gone missing. Yeah, with Pig.
3: I don't know what any of you guys are talking about, but I remember Ted. Allen. Ted Allen. He rules. Remember
2: Ted the Teddy Bear?
3: Uh you mean just like a teddy bear?
2: No, Ted America's favorite movie star.
3: Oh no. I don't. You don't remember? Ted that?
2: Fox. He literally. We're not talking oh, about I the parsnip about again.
3: T- a parsnip. Yeah, I do you know when you said that,
2: I was like, I guess I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> like, t- I guess it's gone. It's gone out of the head. It haunts me. It burned in my memory. Every time I close my eyes, I see Ted fucking a woman with a parsnip
3: yeah but the thing about the all that is like seth MacFarlane even is sort of like yeah i don't know i kind of just want to make my space my sincere star trek show now yeah you know like you know he's like, eh, comment i get it you know, everyone was into that for a while but i feel like now
2: i'm just doing the orville on hulu it's just crazy how big the first head was you
3: we talked about this on the podcast on this podcast, yes, <laughs> Seth, Macf-
2: <laughs> For- Seth MacFarlane
0: voices Curtis. That could be a good alternate casting if they do the porcrosis.
3: Well, because Seth MacFarlane does have that like yeah. I'm Sinatra reborn, yes. like that that vibe, yes. right? Yeah. God, that's of all of Seth MacFarlane's vibes, many of which are bad. That's that's one of the
0: worst. The, like
2: I'm What's a song weird? and dance man right? it's, like, a, right, it's yeah. like
0: uncanny or I don't know something about it that feels like no one asked for this
2: uh, do you know what his album of standards is called maybe he's made several now I forget it's
0: on the tip of my tongue too
2: music is better than words hey I believe is the title hey Damn. I think that's what it's called god do you know how rich he is you're correct yeah do you know how rich he is um, can I take a guess okay I can Eight, next. 821 million
3: This says 200
0: million. Maybe. It seems like, low. Yeah. It yeah you gave him low. like Oprah income. I, I
2: thought he had like Oprah income. There was someone I, I would have like guessed higher than 200. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway.
0: Well,
3: whatever. He yeah. also uh, made an album called Holiday for Swing. Mm. Uh, third studio album, No One Ever Tells You. He's smoking a cigarette. Fourth album, In Full Swing. I guess
2: 821 is a little absurd. It's pretty
3: high. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of like Spielberg number.
2: Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's been
3: going hard. Maybe Fox fucked him on American Dad or something. I don't know. I don't know. We've done talking about Porco Rosa?
2: No, we gotta talk more about <laughs> Rosa. This is another thing I like.
3: Okay, what's another thing you like?
2: I like that Curtis is this like Hollywood leading man type.
3: Sure. Especially mm-hmm. of that era. Like, Clearly say, has the Spirit insecurity Banks, about Arl the fact Mar. that he's not actually
2: Arl. a tough guy. Uh right, right. It's Arl like Platt. this actor action star kind of thing that goes back to like, you know, John Wayne, not Serving in the war. Sure, 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 you know? sure, sure,
3: he's He can't back up his... Right, right, right.
2: Right. That, like, he wants to be a movie star and be the president. He wants to have these performative roles, but he hates that Gina likes a fucking pig more than him. Because he actually gets his hands dirty.
3: She's chill about it, though. Yeah. Like,
0: for the whole
2: she's movie. She's incredibly like, chill for the, like the entire
0: film. Fe- yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the
3: pig. Well, listen us you?
2: you think
0: that Porco's chill because he's drinking wine and smoking all the time, right. but he is overcommitted. Gina just gives no fucks through yeah. this entire and movie. And let's
2: talk about her beautiful dream. Go on. Curtis it makes the proposal to her, and she's like, Look, I gotta be honest. I made a promise to myself. There's one man I love, and he only visits me at night at my restaurant. But if he ever comes here, and on his plane, when I'm in my garden, I'll know, and I I can't I can't leave behind the chance of that happening.
3: Pretty devastating for Curtis,
2: honestly. Yeah. yeah. Where
3: she's like, not only am I rejecting you, but I've pinned my hopes on a pig visiting me when I'm in my garden.
2: And then similarly devastating, he flies by. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Like right when she's saying that, it's like, yeah. oh my god, here he is, here he is, here yeah, he is, here's like, happening, and he's gone. Yeah. Right. And I love that the movie ends on the note of like, I'm not going to tell you if you ever showed up. Yeah. was our little secret. I became friends with Gina for the rest of my life. Porco and I, we kind of lost touch. I'm not going to tell you if you showed up in the garden or not. That felt, that felt very True Grit to me when she like shows up and they're like, yeah, he just died. I and love that. And then the end the of the True Grit's Grit just her walking through the cemetery and she's like, well, time comes for us all.
3: Yep. Credits.
2: <laughs> Masterpiece, by yeah. the way. Yeah.
3: Underrated people not putting into their tops of the 2010s list. Not a
2: crazy movie,
3: it's a great movie. Have you seen True Grip? Uh, yes, Kay. yes. That's I know, Justin, about. that you rarely watch movies. I've I... seen
0: like 13 movies right. in my life, exactly. really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're not a big movie watch. Skyfall, <laughs> you love Skyfall, uh, you're more of a TV guy. No, <laughs> you like anime. Uh, yeah, I like anime and I, I play video games. I and you like you like Mil Tank? Oh, yeah, I have a Mil Tank shirt on. What a is Mil Tank? Pokemon. Oh,
1: that's it, a Pokemon, that's yeah. a Pokemon. Yeah. It's Which from genera- Gold it's like, Silver, I think second yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah, second generation. It's yeah. a big cow. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's like a shady video game.
0: A shady video game? Like That's about a shady guy. Getting into a, shady guy. Getting into a shady game. guy. A shitty or shady? Shady. Could it be shitty too. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. Fucking the teens that play Rainbow Six Siege are shady. Um, well, but that's, that's you're oh, talking more about that. the player.
2: Yeah, that doesn't want to hate the player. A he wants, wants, wants to hate a, the game. I don't know what you mean by a shady. He wants a game want, about
0: like, a
3: guy inch. who's like kind of scummy and is kind of like you want you like know. a Kane and Lynch or something. Yeah, what's like the modern
2: day like, Max Payne? Oh man, Max Maver- Payne. A, Damn, a game where you have to virtually take pills. You know, that's what Ben wants. I don't.
0: I don't know. What would you? I got nothing. that game. It's like Kanan Lynch is like the last
2: thing I can think of like that. Fuck oh, Cain and oh, Lynch. And it's
0: like Grand Theft Auto is not even like that yeah, anymore. Ben, I got an answer right.
2: for you uh, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, shit. Okay. A lot of scoundrels in that one.
1: I love scoundrels.
2: Kind of the dirtiest of the Lego games.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> Bunch of scallywags and scoff laws. What if they do like Lego body heat?
3: They start just making like full on sex noir movies. I love
2: nothing more. <laughs>
3: Lego tr- uh, what's it called The Last Seduction
2: <laughs> I would love I would love if they did like uh, You know of course we did uh, Lego Star Wars We went through all of those sure. films We did Lego Indiana Jones We Went through all of those films We thought it was time We finally covered the rest Of the Lawrence Kasdan Right candy. exactly right so This is Lego yeah. Kasdan Lego Silverado There's a Silverado level Lego Big Chill Big Chill Mumford Lego Mumford Lego Mumford Lego Lego Dreamcatcher Lego, ooh. Lego Longtime Companion
3: I would love a Lego figurine of Morgan Freeman dream yeah. and Dreamcatcher. End of a shit weasel.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you could fit the eyebrows on a Lego head.
3: No, you'd need to make the head bigger. Yeah. There's only one or sure. like what? like tuft him out, you know? Sure. Right. Sure. Porco before the duel, what else do we I mean he recalls his pig transformation? Yes. In the Adriatic.
2: Wait, right? we got to talk about this scene. Okay. I love the this ambiguity of it. To, I'm
3: trying to... Oh, you, th- this scene.
2: Yes. Yeah. His explanation. Please. The flashback. Yeah. Human man with a beautiful mustache. We love him. All of his friends get shot down. Yes. He's freaking out.
3: It's during World War One. He
2: yeah. goes up and up and up and up.
3: He trying. sees his friends. Yeah. Going up. Yeah. He sees like a big band of shimmery planes in the sky. Yeah.
2: yeah. But, he, but well, that's the thing. He's kind of
3: very like Powell and Pressburger. You but know, he like sort that. of
2: blacks out for a moment. Yeah. So he doesn't know if he's hallucinating, if he's died, if he's watching them go to heaven, yeah. if he's but, entered some different plane. Even the part where he gets shot,
0: even the part where the planes are getting shot down though feels like a hallucination because it doesn't feel like, it's not like the, it's a super straightforward like war scene or something like right. that. It almost feels like they're flying in this like Artistic formation, yeah, and then the planes just—it's like getting a shot down.
2: Berkeley, like it looks like a water number, or something, yeah, yeah, all like yeah. diving down. Yeah.
0: And then it moment. just becomes a nightmare in this very weird way,
3: right, right. But there is that sense that right, he like glimpsed the other side, maybe, and like right. that something like that happened.
2: But also that so much of this is uh, tied to the sort of shame of a uh, Gina's first husband. Uh, yes, getting right. shot right. down—that he lived. That and he is, is part a of Gina's story, dead.
3: where she's like, "Look." And fall in love with pilots, they're all dead. Right. This guy died there, that guy died there, you know. Right. But what can I do?
2: He has a survivor guilt that is almost greater than the fact, the shame over him being a pig.
3: Right, but they're probably tied together, right?
2: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And when he tells that story, uh, she sees his human face for a second, Mm -hmm. then he a pig again. Then he a pig. Uh and then come on, right? Doesn't Curtis show up? Well, the plane's ready. The pirates show up, the, the yeah, plane's ready. The plane ready. Although it's like They've not been tested, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a little
0: it's a little way tricky. Well, it take off after they first finish the plane when they're flying on the water and like Fio is built in the compartment so that she can fly in Porco's plane yeah. earlier. Like that's a beautiful sequence to me.
2: I love him saying, you can't get my plane even if your butt is small.
0: <laughs> there is a lot of butt talk
2: at A lot point, of butt right? talk.
0: She's like, are you kidding me?
3: My butt's so small. Like, yeah. you got the best butt you ever, for planes you ever heard about. He's got a pig butt. He yeah, has a pig different. butt. very delicacy. different, right. Right, he's not one to, to uh,
2: criticize butts, really. No. Right. Yeah, he is a pig. Yeah, I mean, he, that pork butt could go for a pretty penny. <laughs> a high-end restaurant. Uh, but but I one of my favorite visuals in the entire movie is all of the sea pirates, uh, sea sky pirates uh, coming out of the little uh, tent on the beach. Yes, yes, the like, ambush stuffed in like the a clown ambush. car, and then they talked, all like spill out. We talked about it in Castle the Sky, but like
3: he's very good at large adult sons. Like and the the yeah. the, the, yep. the pirates are in large both cases son. large adult sons.
0: Yeah, adults uh, adults in Miyazaki movies are always like the, the most fascinating thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because it feels like a referendum on adults as a class of humans. He thinks they're stupid. Yeah. Really I mean, does. like
3: his dad's, we've talked, Totoro and like a, his dad's are usually dweebs. Yeah. yeah. Like the dad is kind of like, hey man, whatever. Yeah.
0: I think this movie gets the closest though to being like adults suck, but also, I don't know, Porco feels like it's it's for once Miyazaki trying to sell, who I guess kids or adults on the idea of like adults can have adventures too, I right. guess. Right. Because otherwise, it's always kids. Meeting it's usually sure. strange monsters in a forest or whatever. The oh, thing I like about the Laika movies a lot. Fucking cool.
2: I know I compare Miyazaki to Laika and Laika to Miyazaki sure. before in this mini series, but save for Missing Link, which is the one I don't like. You j- Wait, which one, folks? He Missing didn't Link, it. I don't uh, like. But I think I think I realize one of the reasons I don't like it is that it doesn't have a uh, a child protagonist, mm. and the Laika films are really good on that Miyazaki level of like. These adults have gotten so caught up in all this bullshit that doesn't matter right. that they're sort of like oblivious to what's really going on. Yeah.
3: Link is kind of that character missing link. Yes. I guess. Like he's the closest to your child protagonist. Right? right.
2: And I don't like that he isn't the audience surrogate character. It that the audience is. surrogate character. You don't you're, even talk 40 minutes. I in. know.
3: Your problem is the the Jacqueline character. It's terrible. It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. It's like, what if someone was the worst? Yeah, what if someone was an asshole? Right, for and you're like, movie. is he going to learn not to be an asshole? And they're like, yeah, like Last right like, at the end, minutes? right? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't love that one either. I think you genuinely disliked it. Where I was like, it's okay. I hold it looks such high regard. It looks great. Looks
0: great. I hold Do as you as
3: like a- the Leica movies,
0: Coraline? Yeah, I've never seen Coraline. Paranorman. Like you the- like
2: Coraline? Uh, I don't have a take. I don't have a take. Have you-, you haven't seen Paranorman? No. Paranormal might, might show up a bunch. Name the other ones. Keep going. My, my best I've, of the, the I like decade. I have seen at least yeah. one of these.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I took a swing at a decade list. That's, you know, I, I can take it. I'm going
2: to take a couple swings.
3: Um,
0: it was some other
2: Kubo, like his... Uh,
3: k- Kubo, Kubo I, I,
2: I... I feel 50-50
0: on Kubo. Because I, I really loved the voice performances in Kubo. But it sucks that they're all white people. Yeah, yeah, I still like the performances though. I don't know. I like that the performances. Isn't... I yeah. like the style. Something about that movie didn't totally come together for me. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I respect it more than I enjoyed it. Except for the voice performances, which
2: I thought were fun. And then Box Trolls, I assume you haven't seen. No. You should check out Paranorman. Paranorman Fox. That's Paranorman. Like, I've, I've seen
0: Skyfall, Kubo,
2: <laughs> Porcaroso. <Porco>
0: um. <laughs> 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 Melancholia? I don't know. Yeah. I'm running. It's like four of my 12 movies that I, I've ever these seen. These are all good
2: movies. Uh, Lucy. Lucy, <laughs> another masterpiece made by a sex criminal.
3: Yep. Yep. Uh, Katie just asked me for the Jackson, Lights, Camera Jackson, Book Smart review. I had to send it to her right away. Okay, there yeah. we go. <laughs> um, you sent me that Brady Bunch thing. It took me like 20 minutes to realize that's the Brady Bunch house.
2: Yes. He's a weird guy. Let's Cameron Jackson posted a video of himself walking down the street and singing Sunshine Day and then at the end the camera whip pans to reveal that he is in front of the uh, uh, house uh, from the brief. but it doesn't really you're like oh okay you know yeah. like it's like behind a wall <laughs> yes and it's like for sale I just wanted him to do more musical numbers Oh is that what you want him to do Yes <laughs> Of course he does his 12 What if he like moves to Info Wars yeah, right. It could happen. It's a short walk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you like Lights Camera Jackson? Uh no, but I do like the idea of Lights Camera Jackson moving to
2: InfoWars mm-hmm.
0: brand umbrella. I like Hi, that. Guys. I actually
2: really like that. I'd right? like if Light's Camera Jackson was the completely apolitical movie critic. Like like Alex Jones was like, and here with another review is Lights Camera Jackson. That's something you likes, can get lights like, camera Jackson, like Anthony like,
0: like, Fantano. You can really yeah. put a lot of you can right. actually build InfoWars into like a modern
2: critical powerhouse of Alex- a sort. You can it if you Alex can do Jones it doesn't change at all the globalist <laughs> everyone else he has around him is like a broadcasty like yeah. sort of like pro
3: right and he's like i give stuber three bags of popcorn <laughs> yeah. or whatever you know whatever it yeah. is he <laughs> does
2: if you're looking for a fun ride in the theaters this summer you could do worse than hitching a ride with stuber
3: but then like once in a while a book smart comes along where he's like <laughs>
2: uh <laughs>
3: what <laughs> you know, like, you know, where, like, it's clearly like like it's like he's trying to shift without pushing down the clutch like you know what i mean like he's like these are teenagers <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> yeah. um yeah you know, and then he has to like go like i don't know go back to his borg cube yeah. for a day to like recharge or whatever But
2: these teens break all the rules <laughs> Like literally, his, I say cuff him. His written review of Booksmart <laughs> is like... Is Sinatra like, now? What happened here? <laughs> oh, man, what if Sinatra lights to him? His review of Booksmart, his written review...
3: It, it's just like him being like, teens don't behave this way. Outrageous. You They're know, dishonest.
2: I, <laughs> they don't listen to a thing their teachers tell them to do.
3: Let me find the actual... One
2: right now. Did you see Booksmart? <laughs>
0: I haven't seen Booksmart.
3: The last it. movie I saw with you was Power Rangers.
0: Oh yeah, that shit was That's fire. That's a great I like movie.
2: Rangers. Right.
0: Was, I, I, yeah, the last movie I saw at a theater had to be First Man, which I liked a lot. Uh, wow. So
2: you see like one movie. I, yeah, a year.
0: Wow. I, uh, Here we go.
3: Wow. Here we go. Okay. The entire narrative revolves around the fact that Amy and Molly don't know the locations of the night's hot part, the location of the night's hot party. We're supposed to believe that these two classmates, who are apparently intelligent young women. They can't find out where this huge party is. Utterly ridiculous.
2: <laughs> well, you know, Lice is the guy who always knows where the party's at, though. That's the thing. He's, he's, he's like, never... I was aware of every
3: party. Right. No one ever definitely didn't tell me where a party was.
2: I chose to abstain.
3: The kids are, big surprise, a stereotypical bunch of modern high school misfits. Instead of running right. for co- getting ready for college, this cast looks like they should be wrapping up grad school.
4: <laughs> 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 <You> old-looking... <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: he really did not he gave me an F what's his time of the year do we know this year I feel like I don't know uh,
3: his only A listed right now is for Wild Rose which is a good movie that is a good
2: movie love that movie did you see it yeah I loved it isn't it fucking great yeah Oh my god I didn't know you saw it. I'm yeah, excited. It's really good. It's so good. It's really good. I've been listening to the soundtrack Me a lot. Too. I didn't realize Mary Steenburgen wrote that song. She wrote the fucking song. Mary Steenburgen. She just wrote- woke up
3: one day and was like I can write country music now and wrote yeah. down a song. It was famous people are weird. Yeah. Yeah. She's bizarre. Yeah. But Wild Rose. Have you seen Wild Rose? Ben. Uh, this this lady.
2: Okay. It's a woman from Glasgow who She's gets out from of jail. Glasgow. She
3: gets out of jail for
2: smuggling heroin.
3: She's a single mom oh. with two kids. She gets out of jail. She lives in Scotland, in Glasgow. She's real
2: wild. Working as a cleaning lady, but all she wants to do is get to Nashville.
3: And sing country music.
2: Cool. Yeah.
3: She just wants to fucking honky-tonk. Three chords in the truth. It's oh so bad. And Pat she accent. has that kind of, action, of, she has sorry. that Scottish <laughs> accents, accent. played by Jesse Pat. Buckley. Yeah. And then, like, when she gets on stage, she sounds like Miranda Lambert or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she just has this, like, incredible voice. Fucking, one of those movies where I went to the screening being like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is a movie. I, I know nothing about it. And like two
2: minutes in, I was like, "Yep, yep, yep, yeah, you yep, got me. Yep, yep. Um, I'm into this." Right in the yep. corner. Yep. Uh, I, and look, encourage people to see it. Don't want to spoil it, but the last like 20 minutes is where I went from being like, "This is very effective," to being like, "This movie's really fucking Same. smart." Same. Agreed. It does Agreed. some things that are not like pointedly not manipulative. Agreed. That Agreed. are very, very emotionally intelligent.
3: He didn't like the dead don't die either. Adam Driver repeatedly says the line, "This is going to end badly." Not only does it end badly, but it begins badly, and the middle is even worse.
2: I mean, wow! He did Ficious. Yeah, I know. You, you got to give him some points for some killer dunks there. <laughs> Rack attacks. Yeah. <laughs> He's on fire.
3: Pocarasa, come on!
0: They have the big duel. They okay. do have a big. They have a very prolonged. The, the it's insane. It's also bizarre. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. I think it it's is, Miyazaki it's, making yeah. fun of men. Like, yeah, 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 yeah you know, it's that, yeah, totally that. Right. But yeah. it's so it it goes hard. It it, it goes hard. Well, and, the
3: image of them more all their faces all like swollen after they've been. That's what I love. In the right. <laughs> the, the like fight. <laughs> the sky. Yeah. It comes
0: back down to the. They're fighting right. in the. They're fighting on the shore. This is
3: after they've been shamed into like honorable combat by you know. Yeah. Via being like uh, uh your seaplane pirates like are your seaplane whatever whatever and
0: then all the pirates at this point have just given up on pirate. they're
2: just sort of yeah they're just like, wearing around. normal clothes <laughs>
3: and like this is crazy I
2: this love- is crazy these guys fighting i love how they're brutal fighting. the fist fight is cuz it's not like a scuffle. It's like a gentleman's fist fight. Right. Yeah. The, it's, the it, moment right. when it's Theo like pulls up of, the
0: chair to be the corner
2: coach oh, for Porco is yes. so great. But, but it
3: is like Marcus of Queen, Queensbury. Like, like, like I, well, yeah. I suck you in the face. And you then the you take a moment. Fist? Yeah, right.
2: right. You prepare your one punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's like a real like give and take. But yeah. also their faces just get like so grotesque looking. There's no music. And it's just the sounds of like their faces smushing. Yeah, right. Right when she cornerman's him, it's like uh, fucking ten comedy points. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's the way that uh, he finally gets a, a? He's like,
3: by the way, fucking Gina likes you. You got a piss. Is- you can't
2: have both women. Ben, you're a boxer. It's true. Parkos' face turns red.
3: What do you think of that?
2: A, a punching,
1: the fighting scene. The fighting is fun, man. I the mean, they, I, fun. they. They show cartoons actually take punches, which is rare. Yeah, usually they're unaffected, or they sort of—it's like, like
2: a dust cloud, sort of turn like, into skirmish. a feather. Yeah,
1: right. yeah, dust right. cloud skirmishes. This right. is
2: like real, like punching and mm-hmm. bruising and mm-hmm. swelling. I love a dust cloud. And right. then, uh, of and I love course, a gentleman's fight. Right. Yeah. He you goes red. He freezes. Gets the punch on him. Parker goes down, but it's right after the bells ring. Right. Right. Doesn't right. count. He gets away with it. Right. Yeah.
0: Um,
3: and the water's all shallow, which I like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina shows up
4: mm-hmm.
3: in a plane, just like yeah. nonchalantly. So she just sort of lands in the plane, It's like, Oh, what's going She's on? She's like, nice. FYI, the Italian Air Force is en route. <laughs> yeah,
2: they're trying to catch you, porco. Trying um, to make some prosciutto. They say that <laughs> in the boxing match. Yeah, He's like, it. I'm gonna turn you into prosciutto. I mean, hey, yeah. I'd eat it. Hey, you. This
0: guy, you'd eat him. If
3: you I have went to, to kill the butcher him and
0: then cure him,
2: yeah. if it's I a, went
3: that's... to the butcher and they were like, and like you know, looked around, <laughs> and I got something in Side the back, eye. and they pull out like a platter of prosciutto. I'm like, oh, it looks nice, and they're like. Porco Rosso I'd be like alright sure how it, much 20 bucks a pound if let's it was,
2: do it okay if it was the <laughs> finest looking prosciutto you've ever yeah, right. seen but it had goggles and a mustache on
3: mm. so
2: you couldn't look at it without th- you can remove them both but you have to go through the effort of yeah, removing right. them and thinking about who you're eating I yeah but the struggle. meat because
0: he drinks so much wine throughout the movie oh, it's like that meat oh, is gonna rich. be really rich yeah. oh boy I love it
2: I would never eat him he's one of my best friends. <laughs> I don't that's one friend. of my favorite Simpsons. Rule, don't oh, he Late smokes, Simpsons.
0: though, so that's the other thing. It's like the wine, but then he mm, smokes a
3: lot. That's true. Cigars, though. Yeah.
0: yeah,
3: what,
1: cigars, if, though, yeah, it's what it's like if that's nice, how you make a, a, nice a nice
3: taste in animal? It's like you got the farm farm guy who's like, I only let them smoke the finest Cubans. <laughs> like yeah, all okay. these big smoking yeah. cigars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a smoked ham.
3: Yeah, my foie gras. The, the goose smokes three Cubans a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Or oh no, yeah, the Simpsons joke. That's one of my favorite, late, favorite late Simpsons jokes what? is uh, is Homer eating the lobster that is his pet. Where he's like, it's so good. And then,
2: You don't remember snappy, that? Snappy is that his name?
3: It's not snappy, but it's, it's something, something like, like that. that.
2: Yeah. I know, I know what you're talking about.
3: Uh that I think that episode's really funny. Pinchy. Pinchy.
2: <laughs>
0: that's a better that's a better
3: lobster. And you yeah. remember how he kills Pinchy?
2: No, how's he <laughs> killed? He gives him a hot pat. <laughs>
3: He's like, oh, he's upstairs. I wanted to draw him a bath after a long day. <laughs> and Marge is like, Homer. After and then it cuts to him like eating. Bitching.
4: After a long day. <laughs>
2: oh, good guy.
3: Oh, sorry. We don't do enough Simpsons jokes on this. This whole podcast should just be us remembering bits from the Simpsons. Well, yeah, honey People the love that. is the Right. Honeydew is the Money melon.
2: What if we go back to it being a podcast about how there was only ever nine seasons of The Simpsons? Oh, sure. We pretend.
3: <laughs> There's no bit to that. That's just a Rude. nice world. I know. Right. Like, the whole point of The Phantom Menace being the only movie is, like, that's kind of a weird world. Yes. The Simpsons ending with season 10 is just a nice world.
2: What God wanted. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. What season are they on now? Uh, well, Simpsons starts the year I'm born, so I believe they're on season 30 or 31.
3: Season 30 just
2: ended. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So thirty one starting up right around the time this episode's dropping. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, too much. How many episodes are there in total? Can I, can I take 662. You wow. Thank you for letting me guess. Sorry. The final, the ending is this beautiful, like, Fio voiceover where it's like, yes. this is her story love now. This. She gets authorship of it. This becomes about this brief moment she had with this crazy pig man. Mm-hmm. I love that she tells us that she gets a long-lasting friendship with Gina out of it.
3: Right, because he kind of hands her over to Gina. Right. He's like, you deal with you this. You go with her. But then right. she's
2: like, we remain friends for a very long time. I took over Piccolo. Yep. Uh, what, what's it called? Piccolo Aviated, Aviation or yeah. whatever the name of the company is. Yeah. And she's like, Gina and I had a great relationship. And I'm not going to tell you what happened to Port She Rosso. showed up
3: when she was in the garden. He, this, I,
2: this is for us to know. This is my story. I think I, the
0: problem, though, Theo's kind of papering over something, which is she takes over Piccolo. Mm-hmm. They live in Italy. Mm-hmm. And then eventually World War II happens. That's so Fio makes a killing off of making airplanes for the Italian guy. Like, hey, what's that's what The, the Wind Rises the, is about, stuff, right?
3: You know, it? Yeah, it's but like, it's look.
2: just
3: look, like, He's like, I just love planes. I didn't realize they were going to be used <laughs> to drop bombs on Pearl Harbor. <laughs> what know? if
2: the Porco Rosso sequel is he comes back and he's like, let's, let's fucking deflect let's like let's kill the Nazis right what right, 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 if it's right, like a vigilante right. you know
3: well the sequel is Spanish Civil War though so it's pre-World War yeah. II yeah. Oh, so that's how but off it is the, again uh, fighting fascists yeah, so, yeah.
0: You know, I assume he's not so they get off the, uh, yeah. into Franco
2: I choose yeah. to believe what if Porco
0: has to fight Fio what if Fio has like this airplane she has this empire and no,
1: Porco you know has to
2: I like this idea that it's the Spanish Civil War Justin you
1: dark <laughs> <This is nice. laughs>
2: I like the idea that it's the Spanish Civil Theo. War, and now I'm realizing what I want is to believe that all the characters died right before Hitler took power. Yeah, there you go. So they um, all just had nice peaceful deaths.
3: Right. They all just like leaned back in their you know, with the magazine yeah. on their face and that was it. Yeah,
2: probably. they overdosed on relaxation and contentment. Yep.
3: That's the way to go. Okay, when can are eight hundred years old?
2: Can I see this box office game yeah. with the top films in Japan? When was the release? Did you ha- do you have some American box office?
3: Oh, it's like twenty eighteen the the re release. Oh, I mean, I mean, I have that if you want it.
2: The numbers, I assume, are not.
3: I don't know. Oh, wait, wait what numbers? Sorry, what? I mean, it came out in ninety two. That's its, right, like
2: actual release date.
3: I mean, if you want to guess the number one film, which is a sequel in which the character knows that he's in a movie, go right ahead. Deadpool two, correct. And then you know, number two film is, you know, masterpiece about a big blue a big purple man.
2: Masterpiece of a big purple
3: man. <laughs> it's not a masterpiece. It's a pretty good movie.
2: Big purple guy. Big purple guy. Avengers Infinity
3: War. Yeah, right. And then it's number three movie. is a masterpiece about reading books.
2: It's not books. A oh, book club. Book club. An actual
3: masterpiece. Right. Uh, number four is a movie I've never...
2: LeBron Bergen, Getting Buckets.
3: Oh, number four is a, a Ben Falcone film. So, you know, it was oh, number geez. one most people's year. Uh, oh, right, but which one?
2: Life of the Party? Yeah, that one. Yeah.
3: Uh and the number 5 was um what's this one again Oh it's where payback was a mother Peppermint? No but
2: that kind of movie? <laughs> sure. Is it more serious? Yeah. Or more comedic? More serious. And payback is a mother. Payback is a mother in this film. The woman getting payback is a mother. Yeah, sure. That's the That's takeaway. the that's the take. <sighs> um yeah. Yeah. It's like Peppermint? Yeah.
0: An actress you really like, I think.
2: Do you know this movie?
0: I really like yeah. You know this movie? Maybe not. Take yes. the guess. No, you take... No, because it's like... On the, I, it's the only one that I almost saw. I, I haven't seen any of the movies in question. You almost saw this yeah. one? Yeah.
2: Do you think I've seen it?
0: No, mm, I don't think
3: so. But it is an actress I really like? I think so. I told her... I, I mentioned her name at the basketball episode,
2: and you got really excited. Oh, oh, this movie's bad. Oh, is it bad? Breaking In? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie should be great. Right, but it's not good? It's one of the most disappointing films the last five years. Along
3: with um, that Taraji movie you didn't like either Proud Mary. Ugh,
2: yeah. Right. Yeah, both of them are just like, this is right there. And the actresses are really locked in and the movie's a fucking mess. Uh, Breaking In directed by James McTeague. Yep, who I sat next to at a dinner once. Wow. Uh, Breaking In's a very bad film. Okay. Um, okay, top 10 highest grossing films in the history of Japan, at at a nah, point so in time, in
0: general, not like animation, just in correct, general,
2: correct. Top American, top American top. and Japanese releases. Okay. There is only oh. one that you will not be able to get. There is one that is a Japanese so film that I it. imagine you haven't heard of. Say it. It's number eight. It's called Bayside Shakedown Two. Sounds great, though. Uh, yeah. Ponyo is number eleven. It just recently got pushed out. Uh, okay. Oh, wow, rude. Yeah. Uh, very rude. Or it got pushed out in 2016. Uh, But now guess the top 10 highest grossing films in the history of Japan. It is one, two, three, four, five Japanese films, five American films. I'll tell you the nationality of each one before you guess. And I've given you number eight, Bayside Shakedown 2. Number 10 is an American film. Number 10 is? Number 10 is an American film. It grossed 15.60 billion yen. Damn.
0: Is your name on this list? My name? No, your name. Oh, the movie your name. It is.
3: Okay. Which number? Four. Hell yeah. I that this is that's what I would I do. love your name. I feel like we should just try <laughs>
2: oh, from the top to throw up? shit
3: at the wall. No, okay. just see like if we can get any like sort of like a classic, you know, like elimination. Okay, style. so let's right. do that. Okay. So now we have four and eight. You have four and eight. All right, spirited away. Is number one still. Wow. Still That m- is incredible. Number one. I think they re release it
2: sometimes.
3: You know what I mean like uh
2: I don't know I'm looking at this number here and it feels like maybe
3: that's just the number
2: because nothing has come close to it. Wow. There's one film that has made Spirited Away is at 30 yen.
3: 30 billion yen.
2: 30 billion yen. Right. The number 2 film with 26 billion yen. Avatar? No. Wow. Is it on the top 10? It is, but it's 10. Huh? Because what's interesting is after I looked at this list, I was going down a rabbit hole of other countries' top ten highest grossing films. Almost all of them have Avatar in the top three. Right. Like in like the UK But for some and, like, reason, France. Avatar didn't hit quite ten. as big. In. Okay. Interesting. Ten. And it's not that it got replaced by more recent films. Okay. You know? So, Ponyo's number 11. Yeah. Avatar's number 10. Mm-hmm. Bayside Shakedown's number 8. Mm-hmm. Spirited Away is number 1. There are and three. We got, and Your Name is Oh, Your Name, your is, name is number 4. Titanic. It, it did 25. Titanic is number two. Yeah. So, Spirited, Ooh, nice. 30. Titanic, 26. Wow. Your name, 25. There's one other film with essentially 25 and a half. 25.4. American or Japanese. It's an American film. It's the most recent film to crack the list. It's and, the only American film from this decade to crack the list. Wow. What's interesting here is there's a lot more staying power than in the American Top 10 that keeps Where, like, rotating. the franchise is just... Because this list is, like, 2001, 97. 2014, 2016, 01, 04, 97, 03, 02, 09. It's 2014 release, 25.48 billion yen. It's the third highest grossing film in the history of Japan. Any other clues? It is the only American animated film to make the list. Oh, Ooh, American animated. Spirit Away is number one. Titanic is number American two. This, the third highest story. grossing film in the history yeah. of Japan is an American animated film. The only American animated film to seem to permeate the culture. Because I'm even looking down here, the next highest grossing American animated film is number 23, Damn. is Finding Nemo. And then you have to go down to 28, is Toy Story 3.
3: Wally's before then. Uh,
2: uh, is it a Pixar movie? It is not. Mm. Damn, wow. I, don't what? I know. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you want to throw out some other guesses for the other spots? We've got an avatar. Yeah. Um I mean, I'll give you a hint. There are three Miyazakis. And you've only I know. guessed one. Of them. We've yeah, only guessed yeah, *Spirited
3: yeah, Away*. Yeah, uh, Howl is Howl in
2: there? Correct. Is number six with nineteen point six
3: billion yen. Yeah, and that's a movie about a moving castle. Uh-huh. Uh, and Toto then *Totoro*. Nope. No. Toto. The earlier ones are less. They were more like yeah, video yeah. hits and yeah. things like that. So, I'm gonna guess the other one is Mononoke.
2: Correct. Yes. Yeah. 19.3. Uh, Howl's Movie Castle, Mononoke, very close to each other, right. six and seven on the list. Oh, yeah. So, how many left? We got this American animated movie to uh, go. I'm just realizing Mononoke would have been the number two film at the time with Titanic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
3: No, Mononoke uh, was. Right. Was and the then these there. other things that come yeah, above yeah,
2: yeah, it yeah. have been released yeah, since. No, yeah. Spirit Away, number one, yeah. Titanic number two. Your name number four, Howl's Movie Castle six, <laughs> Mononoke seven. Bayside Shakedown 2, number Mm 8, Avatar 10. Right. You're missing the American animated film, Uh which grows 25 billion yen, and you're missing the 5 and the 9 slots, I will say, are both from the same franchise. They're two American films from the same franchise. Not a lot of clues here. Okay, you want more clues? I mean, three, I feel like I've given you so many clues. It's a 2014 2014 animated film that is not from Pixar. It's huge. It was huge everywhere. It's not like it overperformed here. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to
3: remember. I'm t- it's some blind spot
2: that I'm like not. It's a massive blind spot. Is one of the movies that has had the greatest cultural impact of the Frozen? last 10 years. Frozen. Correct. Frozen. Frozen is the third highest grossing film in the history of Japan. I was getting
3: lost in like
2: DreamWorks yeah, and stuff. I, I, I forgot thing. about and regular old Disney. When you say Disney
0: animated, <laughs> I'm thinking of animated and not... CGI. Not... Right. Artificial intelligence.
2: Yeah. It's the only computer generated movie. Yeah. And then there are two films from the same franchise. What is interesting to me is that they are the first two films of that franchise. So is it Avengers and Ultron? It's Iron Man. No. No. I, and it's not, it's, it's not truly the first two films of the franchise. Oh, okay. It's not like Avengers is like a sub film. Yeah. Because uh, especially overseas, uh, most franchises built. Yeah. The overseas market built. Yeah. And this is two movies the franchise peaked I mean, it's literally, it's, this is fascinating because number five, All-Time Japan, is the first film in the series. Number nine, All-Time Japan, is the second film in the series. Spider-Man? Number 13 is the third film in the series, oh. which underperformed everywhere else. Oh. And then number 23 is the fourth film. Like, each of them okay, okay. Can did you give less, us another- whereas yeah. in the States, they pretty much grew. Uh, there are two films in a long franchise that has since ended. X-Men. Definitively. Definitively. And they have been trying to do other shit around it. Is not
0: X-Men?
2: So, like, they're like, uh, can we do other stuff in other mediums? Can we make movies that are sort of connected Batman? but aren't really the same thing? They're trying to keep the sanctity of the movies. But I feel like everyone feels like it's a matter of time until they bring the original actors back and do a new film. Oh. Uh... That feels like the thing where everyone's, like, waiting and they're like, they are got to be a little bit older. To bring them back and do it. What is
0: it? No, don't don't do it yet. Right. We're on the
2: first this. two films, I mean, I'll give you the biggest clue. They're from two thousand one and two thousand two. They come out in successive years and they're huge. One makes twenty Harry billion yen, Potter. one makes seventeen billion yen. Yep. Harry
3: Potter. Never would have gone there. Philosopher's yeah. Stone is
2: the fifth highest grossing film in the history of Japan. And Chamber of Secrets Chambers. is nine.
3: Chamber of Secrets. Like yeah. the one that everyone's yeah, like, oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
2: Now let me throw out some other crazy stats, okay? Last Samurai, the 12th highest grossing film in the history of Japan. Armageddon, tied for 13 with E.T. and Harry Potter. Deserves it.
0: Armageddon the, deserves it.
2: The 16th highest grossing film in the history of Japan. Right. And far and away the most recent film to appear on this list. Ridley the Scott's
3: a good year. I knew that one. Bohemian Rhapsody.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then you get into, like, Jurassic Park, Phantom Menace, Wind Rises, <clears throat> 21 is uh, Alice in Wonderland, mm. which has a very big presence in the um, Tokyo Disney theme park, by all accounts. Uh, no comment everyone
3: else I feel like is just sort of like okay we're done and the
2: 31st highest grossing film in the history of Japan why of course it's the original Bayside Shakedown the movie uh,
3: me I love a Bayside Shakedown uh, anytime I'm in, I'm in
2: Bayside I'm more of a Bayside Shakedown too guy
3: well you know I agree I'm <laughs>
2: tired uh, so that was fun me yeah, I cheering. had to see
3: that's, uh, that Tarantino movie that kid's
2: a punk <laughs> You ask me, I like a good old-fashioned bayside shake down. Okay, okay. Um, America's cheering. All of our listeners—they like, love it.
3: Doing the wave. I don't get why this is my Sinatra. Yeah. I don't think he sounds like this. No, but this is what I'm doing.
2: It sounds like your impression of my Joseph Gordon. Yeah, I know impression.
3: that's kind of what it is. I was thinking <laughs> like about I that. I know
2: the precise weight of this loaded die. <laughs>
3: huh. I'm going to sell these government secrets.
2: I'm Edward Snowden, and I made a weird commitment to replicating his voice, even though <laughs> no weird? one cares. How weird. No one uh, cared about any no, part of it that is movie. me, uh, Philippe uh,
1: Petit. I am French. I, uh, of course I'm uh, French. I walked on a baguette.
3: That was my first balancing act.
2: We said how he needs to complete the stale baguette. (laughs) The complete trilogy of uh, of auteurs who peaked in the 80s and 90s making unnecessary remakes of uh, best documentary winners. Okay, so at the time I called that, we had not.
3: So you had The Walk and then you have um,
2: Snowden Uh, Snowden. after Citizen Four. Right. And since I made that call, Another one has joined the fray in the okay. annals of Best Documentary, which is clearly what he will do. Free solo. He will do a free solo yeah. remake.
3: I'm Alex Honnold. Yes. I gotta climb this here, Elf Capitan. Right. I can't do it.
2: He'll do a free solo remake with
3: Like who's a lost nineties director. Yeah. Curtis uh Hansen.
2: He's, He's dead. dead. <laughs> Cindy <laughs> Pollock is dead. <laughs> In fairness, most of the people we've dragged into,
0: like we've talked about a lot of dead people that we've nonetheless sort of reanimated for the purpose of this podcast. We've interrupted session. them. Yeah. Uh, do you have any
3: final Porco Rosso
0: or Miyazaki thoughts? Uh, just watch. I mean, the movie's great. Like, yeah. it's uh, why is it on Like, I, I'm annoyed. he doesn't put shit on. No, but it's annoying because it's just like people should watch the Flying Pig movie. Like, I, agree, I agree. We didn't even yeah. spend that much time on the plot because it, it's not a it's not plot. Again, no. it's like you read not the plotting. manga. It's no. 14 pages. You yeah. get it. He's the big. whole point is the it's the visual spectacle. It's animation.
2: It's the loving detail. It's character. Yeah, exactly. It's a character driven film. Yes, yeah. I love it. He's one of my best friends. It's the best movie ever based on an in flight video. But even even as a character
0: driven film, it's not even that much of a script driven. Like it really there I don't know, man. It's, it's
2: behavioral and it's yeah, attitude. Like I was just yeah. watching and I was like, I'm in on the vibe of this movie. Like, like Gina can, doesn't say shit, but you yeah. get such a vibe from Gina because she just sort of walks through the movie. I can set my watch this. to this movie because yeah. I understand the way it's ticking. You yeah. know, it's just like I get it, baby. I love that pig. He's just a pig and I he's working on pig. his he's working
0: on his plane. I love
3: that pig he's baby on his plane. Uh, he's working on his plane. Maybe we will get Porco 2 one day. Ben, you like this one, right? You're happy. You're happy.
0: Porco 2, Fio goes fash.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's,
0: that's, Porco
3: 2, Red Pill. Red, red
1: Pill.
3: pill. <laughs> um, next week we have... Uh,
2: Mononoke. Uh, ah, yeah. Mononoke. That's Mononoke. Great movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree that next week we have Mononoke. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't argue with that, Don't. No. It's the truth. I feel like David has given up. He's staring off into the middle. Someone direction. sent me a
3: text that took me a second to
2: puzzle out. Uh, <laughs> I, I figured it out. Can you read it or is no. it private? No.
3: I'll read it off. Okay. Uh, Yeah. No, no. Uh, I love Porco. He might not be my favorite Miyazaki, but uh, I think that's good that we have the two sides between us. Sure. Okay. Well, geez. I was I've saying said, it's a compliment. I was agreeing. You I said, went, sure.
0: I just think if you watch Porco Rosso and then go watch the documentary about Ghibli, the Kingdom of Dreams and Madness. Yes, it's like putting two and two right, together. Right. You're like, oh, you're I get it. This up. guy, this, it. guy right. this guy, <laughs> this chain smoking weirdo who makes these <laughs> movies in his weird apron. <laughs> just like he's the pig. He does have
2: a weird. He's, he's
3: the head. pig. He have
2: the you head. watched
0: the ramen video?
3: No, I'll find
2: it. I've been saving a lot of these things yeah, for yeah, yeah, right. for later. Yeah, uh, Justin, thank you for being here. Thank you. This is fun. Uh, and you don't
3: watch a lot of movies, but we finally got no, you. I on. listen to a lot of Blank Check. You know, yes, you that's do. kind
2: of like
0: being into movies.
2: In you're you're this interesting subset of uh, blankies, which is uh, people who like the podcast and don't like
0: movies. Yeah, it's
2: great. You know? Which is a subset. There yeah, are some. There it's are. True. There was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I Although see. I
0: do like the Star Wars prequels, which is how I got into Blank Check. Really? Yeah. What, what's your? Well, range? I like. I like. I like thinking about. I'm like you know. I like thinking about them more than I like certainly. I don't like Attack of the Clones, so I should retract my previous statement. I really dislike that movie,
3: but I,
2: you know, I like Star lore. Wars. You, you got into the
0: Star
3: Wars. Can stuff. Say, yeah.
2: Can I say something crazy? Sure. Haven't rewatched any of them since we did that. that Me neither. Of course you would. Year. Why would you? Right. We watched them too. We much. were immersed. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the more I like think about stuff, I'm like. Is Attack that's my favorite of It's series. not. It's bad. It's so bad. It's so I can I, I will end
0: with this. I will say, I remember release day of Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. My mom took me to see that movie. Retired and bit. if you think that, like, I, 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 I cannot reconcile how excited I was to mm-hmm. go see a Star Wars movie. I saw Phantom Menace in the theater. I liked it. I was a kid. But Attack of the Clones, I literally, it's during the, the Jango Fett chase scene, mm. I fell asleep. Wow. My mom had to wake me up. I fell asleep during that the Django per- Fett That's chase. very early yeah, in the I film. I was
2: like all in. Mm-mm. Couldn't do it. Wow. Uh, it's the only
0: time I've ever fell asleep in the movie theater was watching Attack of the Clones when they're in the asteroid belt. I just wow. dozed off.
2: I'll say, I mean, you know, we've, we've mentioned this before, but I feel like we were harder on those movies because of the bit we were doing. Partly,
3: that's it, true because they certainly don't live up to standing outside of the Star Wars right, universe. Right, they're
2: only interesting in dialogue with the original films and how much he deviates from them. Yeah, how how reticent he is to like do what people want. Yeah, is what's interesting about them. I don't think any of us, either of us, would argue that they're good. No. But I feel like if we watch them with context, we both have more complimentary things to say. You say that, but it's not true. This is the, it's just the trick. And yeah. we talk about it so much where we're like,
3: you're like, eh, Phantom Menace might be good. And you turn it on and you're like, no, I don't like it. And then it ends and you're like, but maybe there's something there. <laughs> you know, like, it's like when it's on, you're like, yeah. oh, I see.
2: Right. No, this is very boring. Right, right, right. But then the second it ends, you're like, but, you know, what about Wado? Let's think about it. It is fascinating now how much like the prequel defenders are becoming like. A thing. Mm -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm. The exact people who are like,
2: finally we kicked Lucas. Like the people who are like texting death threats to Lucas. Yeah are now like fucking Kathy Kennedy. She genius. doesn't have the balls to make a prequel. She doesn't have the balls to make bad movies that yeah.
0: no one likes. We talked about this on our Evangelion podcast at the Ringer of like all the people who are mad at the Netflix dub are the same people who in fucking like 2001 hated the original English dub because they were like, oh, it took so many liberties with the original Japanese script. And and now just, they Fandom is dub. like a curse. It's a fucking... It is a curse. And wanna, an Ouroboros and a curse.
2: They want to be able to say that the last thing was better than this yeah. thing. It's always... Yeah. that's That's the art.
0: You had to be there. It's always the logic of like, you had to be there for the real in thing. The work. Weed was so much better than.
2: Yeah. We're done, <laughs> guys. Breaking my back as a Star Wars fan for five years. Oh, that's true.
0: <laughs> I have been breaking my back.
2: Yeah. We're done. We're two boys with broken backs. Thank you for being here, Justin. Marco. Thank uh, you. Thanks for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, thanks to Andrew Ferguto for our social media. Thanks to Leigh Montgomery for our theme song, Pat Reynolds and Joe Bowen for our artwork. Go to Blankies.net.com for some real nerdy shit. Go to Tee Public for some real nerdy shirts. I think we're working on some new shirts that will be hitting breaking around. The They'll be breaking the internet around Christmas time or whatever. Black Friday. Oh, sure. Fine. Yeah. This year they're going to have to call it Blank Friday. Aren't they? David, this year? <laughs> they're going to have to call it Blank Friday. <laughs> People are going to be storming the malls looking for their Checky oh. merch. Oh, boy. Tickle me Checky.
3: Please can we be done? Get ready for <laughs> tickle
2: me checky. Okay.
0: You can use it as a pillow.
2: Dollar bill, y'all. You put them in your pillowcase. Dollar right. bill, y'all. Right. Next week, Princess Mononoke. Yep. And as always go to Patreon.
3: Patreon.com. Bank check.
2: Listen to some Marvel commentaries.
3: Yep. They're good. What
2: are we up to now?
3: Uh good question. What would be approaching Far from Home? Uh Homecoming. It's going to be Black Panther next. Oh! Great commentary. A great
2: one with Jamel Bowie. Yeah.
3: I mean, we really actually did a good job on that. I agree. Although once in a while we're hey, just... Don't call your shot. I think I I remember when that was done. I was like, huh, that was good. I, don't you don't you start? I what? know you don't like Michael B.
2: Jordan. I love Jamel. You I love don't Jamel. like we Michael Jamel. B. You Jordan in F- that F- movie F- in F- particular. Oh, I forgot about that. Time. <laughs> I don't in about this it.
0: movie. I think he's good. I think <laughs> uh, he's good in Fruitvale, which is not a good movie. I think he's I bad in Black Panther, which is also uh, well, it's better than Fruitvale, but good movie. Jamel's good. I'll listen to it for Jamal. Yeah, you should. It's a good movie. It's
2: a good episode. It's
3: also one of those things where like sometimes we're just quiet because we're like. That's a good scene. We're suddenly just like, oh yeah, oh oh, yeah, this is cool.
2: Also, usually when we do the commentaries and they're three in a row like that, by the third one, we're like crazy. Right, right. And And this one, we're just kind of like, oh yeah. We're like, I'm just going to give in to this movie. I don't have the energy. Black Panther. Yeah. It actually
3: holds up great when you do that because you've seen other ostensibly fun and good armor Marvel movies and then suddenly you're like, Oh, oh! this is oh, like operating. This is operating. Something special. This is right, like a right, movie. right, 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 right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, anyway. yeah. So that's coming uh, up. And there's always Porco Rosso Fox. I don't know. The episode's <laughs> over. Get out of here. He doesn't. He does! Wait, you don't think he fucks? I think the whole... He seems kind of like, I don't know. Okay, episode's no, no, back on. No, lines. no, I think
0: the whole point of Porco Rosso is that he fucks, and the movie is like him largely remembering what it is like to be one who fucks. Yeah. All right, sure. He fucked and he will fuck again.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's the tension in the movie. I don't think and he makes love because I don't think he will let anyone in to that. The
0: thing. guy who sits there and eats that plate of pasta like he does and sips
2: that wine like he, that guy fucks. That's amazing. That guy fucks. Okay, you're right, you're right. He's all about pleasures of the flesh. I don't know if Miyazaki I think, fucks. I think a
3: new funny thing would be to be like, I saw the new Quentin. That movie makes love. <laughs> 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 oh, oh boy, God. The souvenir makes love.
2: Souvenir does make love. Yes, it does. Yeah. Donald Curtis
3: is not fun. Hey, Ben, we're done. Yay.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was fun. Oh, my
4: God.
2: Uh David? Yep. Uh, you ever wonder what it would be like to be David Bowie's neighbor?
3: Uh, sure, I guess so. Uh, You know,
2: to live station to station with him? Of course. Or, I don't know, uh, let's say what it would be like to get into a water gun fight with Tupac. Oh boy, that sounds very thematic. Uh Uh-huh. Well, uh, I got a little surprise from you. Uh, From Audio Boom and Muddy Knees Media, A Life Lived reveals how the lives of the biggest stars were truly lived. Oh, this is the show that has exclusive interviews Mm -hmm. from the people who knew them in life. Yep. Journalist
3: Stephanie Okupniak tells the stories of the dead.
2: Yeah, this isn't like some Crypt Keeper style show, okay? A life lived is a tribute to the icons who changed countless lives and continue to do so, even in death.
3: Each Monday, Stephanie will tell the tale of another deceased celebrity through interviews with relatives and friends of the deceased sharing their personal stories.
2: I want to make it clear this is not a spooky story show. We're talking about dead people so much that you might think this is an Are You Afraid of the Dark reboot, but it's not, okay? On A Life Lived, you'll hear about the lives lived by Amy Winehouse, Muhammad Ali, Carrie Fisher, and many more.
3: You can tune in to find out Stanley's relationship advice, the Queen of Souls favorite food, and which hardcore rocker fought
2: Kirk Cobain. And I promise you, they're not going to talk about. Dracula's, Frankenstein's, Wolf Men or Women. All right. This is an
3: Audio Boom original. It's an unmissable lig- listen. This audio
2: boom original is an unmissable listen. Uh, that, a life no. lived. Yeah, it's a very easy thing to say, unmissable listen. Uh-huh. And a life lived is out <laughs> now. Okay? Right now. Okay. I'm ready. It's knock up on you. Okay. There's new episodes every Monday. So be sure to search
3: for and subscribe to A Life Lived on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast.
2: No ghosts allowed. Unmissable listen. Unmissable listen. Don't miss it. You can't. New unique New York. Unmissable no. a listen. Unmissable listen.